we are live with another episode of the Brown Water Banter Podcast. My name is Jared Seymour. My name is Joey Cates. That's right, and we have a great show lined up this evening. We have uh, Troy Bland in the studio with us this evening. Troy, thanks for being here, man. Uh, We got a lot to talk about. A lot of different careers you've had over the years. Uh, We met at the hospital, a friend of mine, great guy, uh, and newly graduated doctor, I should have said. Dr. Bland, right? That's right. We're going to get into all that and your new book uh, that you just... uh, that you just released here, Triad of Overcoming. We're going to talk about all that. But before we jump into the conversation, like we always do, we're going to thank the people that keep the lights on for us. Uh, let me jump right into it. That's uh, some of you people that watch the show a lot might know who I'm talking about. Dr. Robbie Williams over at Southern Magnolia Smiles, man. They're located in Ocean Springs right here on uh, Washington Avenue at Southern Magnolia Smiles on the socials, Facebook and Instagram. Uh, they're a great local dentist, man. If you're looking to get your uh, teeth clean, you haven't been to the dentist in a while, these are the guys you need to go talk to, man. 2023 is a year to keep your mouth clean. So when you're ready to book that appointment, give them a call at 228-215-1202 and tell them that we sent you. That's right. Uh, Hill Tree Marketing, our buddy Jesse Hill, uh, he has created a team here locally that can take you from zero concept to a f- full-blown professional website. Uh, if you need one built for any reason, you're a content creator, a small business owner, hilltreemarketing.com. Go over there, check out some of the people and the brands that he's worked with some of the websites that he's built, or go to brownwaterbanter.com and see what he did for us. Hilltreemarketing.com. We're very much proud to have him on board with us as well. Very much proud. That's right. It's a real (laughs) word. Uh, Up next uh, is Taylor & Cox Law Firm, man. They've been practicing law for over 30 years over in Pascagoula. If you find yourself in need of legal representation, uh, pretty much for any reason, uh, give them a shout. But they do specialize in criminal law, family law, and civil litigation defense. Uh, that's our buddy Tyler right here. He just jumped on board and is going to be also, in addition to sponsoring the show, he's going to be our app sponsor for the rest of the year. Yeah. So we were super happy to have him. Uh, you the man, Tyler. Ha- yeah, have that much faith in us and what we're doing to not only sponsor the show, but to take over the app uh, for the rest of the year. So you'll see his this actually this picture right here for now um, come up whenever you play anything inside of the Brownwater Banter app. If you don't have that downloaded, you need to go ahead and do that. But give him a shout. Taylor and Cox Law Firm. Give him a call. 228-696-0111 and tell him uh, that you heard about him here. Our buddy Rocky Brooks over at Sea to Swamp. If you want to look him up on Facebook, it's Sea, the number two, and then Swamp. He is your local one-stop shop for tackle and apparel, all your outdoor needs from hunting to a day on the water. Rocky's got you covered over at Sea to Swamp. He's got a location in Gautier and a new one in Gulfport. Give him a call. I think him and Josh are doing some kind of meet and greet this it's that this weekend or maybe next weekend. I don't know at, at the new store. So well, we're not a part of it, so I'll yeah. edit that out of the lot. Correct. Uh, two, two, <laughs> give him a call. Give him a call at two two eight two zero five three nine six four and uh, go check him out. We're glad to have Rocky on the uh, as a part of the show. He put he features us in his magazine, uh, Coastal Angler Magazine. So you should be able to see. Uh, an ad in there of us, but his Gulfport location, I'm showing pictures right now for everybody on the video. Uh, this is what he's got, man. He's probably got more stuff in there now because these photos are old. But oh, yeah. Kayaks, fishing poles, rods, reels, baits, tackle, apparel, brown water gear. Uh, he does real repair, extra tough boots, the whole nine. He's got it. You need it. He's got it. it. And last but definitely uh, not least, it's our buddy Kendrick over at Forever Young uh, Men and Women's Health. You can check them out on Facebook as well. Just look them up, Forever Young Men and Women's Health. 
Uh, if you find yourself a little sluggish, guys, if you have like uh, feel like you can't get out of bed, you can't get back in the gym, you don't have any motivation. Maybe the uh, maybe the sex drive ain't what it used to be. Yeah, uh, Kendrick anymore. can get the lab work drawn up for you. He can figure out where you're at and he can get you where you need to be. He specializes in hormone replacement, uh, treating both men and women. And uh, I ripped this right off of his website. There, he says that he blends medicine and exercise. Right, so he's going to optimize you to your full potential to get you where you need to be. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in, man, give him a shout. Even if it's just ask some questions, 228-363-6623. And he does, like I said, he specializes in men and women's health. So you and your lady friend can go down there and Make uh, it a date. and get optimized. So that was a mouthful. Yeah. All right. So Troy, where, uh, where do we, where do we start? Where do we start this conversation? I met you at work, uh, singing river pass, uh, Pascagoula. Pascagoula. And, um, over he the walked years, in in scrubs. Did he? Yeah. Oh, today. Yeah, he yeah, walked yeah, in yeah, in yeah, scrubs. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, got off. Just got off work. Uh, but over the years working with you, uh, great guy, and just noticed that you have a lot of different careers that you've had in your life. You've got a lot of experience uh, to bring you to where you are today as a, as a published author, which we'll get into. But let's take us to the backstory, man. You you currently are a registered uh, nurse, first assist, which just means in surgery, you help the surgeon in the sterile field, right. closed wounds and all that. But you're also a cop too, yeah. which I think that's kind of rare, right? I, I don't know any other people that are, I'm, I'm not, you're not the only one. Yeah, but, no, there's a few. I know a few, the okay. only a few. Um, I think it's the heart of liking to serve, liking to help people. Right. And um, where that started, that that collaboration started as I was a trauma nurse years ago, and um, I wanted to be a sworn forensic nurse. So I looked it up, and it was very unusual. It was out west is the only place they had it. And um, they said, well, you had to have uh, be a registered nurse with a degree, and you had to have five years of uh, trauma experience. And you had to have went through a sworn, a nationally accredited sworn police academy to make you a sworn forensic nurse. Right. So I went to Mobile and become a police officer. And um, I, I pitched it out there to do it for a living in our area. And it just never picked off because the pay was so low. It's, right. Yeah, it's, it's and, bad. Yeah, it's bad. So so I just said, I don't want to lose my license as a policeman. So I went part time and then I went back to nursing full time and uh, just kept on going and just kept, you know, the the both doing both professions and uh, a chaplaincy. It was, I was called into ministry years ago, and uh, and and then I just picked up that as well. And, yeah. And um, I like the the bringing it together as a police chaplain and a police officer because police officers are um, they're a rare breed. They're yeah. unusual. Yeah. Correct. It's a, it's a fraternity kind of like right. It is. Not it that is. there's not women as a part of that right. too, but no, a police, brotherhood, it's sisterhood. A, it's a brother and sisterhood. We call them brother and sisters of blue. There you go. Um, but what it is is they don't really want to talk to people that don't know what it's like to look down the lens of a, of a firearm. Right. And, you know, most clergy, not being discrediting, they never are anywhere near that, right. you know, having to make them split-second decisions. Not right. on the streets. And, right. Yeah. And so me being a police officer, it just made it where they connect with me and, and, and we get along great and— and whenever the time comes, if they need something, you know, in the chaplain world, I, I try to do the best I can because I, I love, I enjoy counseling. I love yeah, helping right. people. And uh, so that's where the collaboration come together is I've been a nurse 30 years 
and I've been a police officer for 20 years. And of those police, same years, yeah. Yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've been running three and four professions at the same time. Busy <laughs> yeah. um, man. Yeah, you know, we like, talked yeah. earlier about you can't sit still, can't got places going everywhere. I, what was the original plan? Was this the original plan when um, you first started out? Yeah, that was. this was after being a um, computer technician for a while and the carpenter and, and stuff. And then, yeah, and then I rolled into it. It was the plan when I joined law enforcement. Cause right. I, uh, is to be a sworn forensic nurse. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, nurse first, right? You were nurse. I first. was a nurse yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I love trauma. I did trauma for many years. I loved it because um, it's it's about it's prior. It's adrenaline yeah. about prioritizing. Man, and you see some sights in there, though. Over the years, over the years, I have, and um, as well as in ministry and law enforcement, it's right. just a collaboration of you're on the street, and that's one of the unusual ministry God called me to when He called me to be a pastor. It's to reach the the people that didn't feel welcome, didn't feel a part, and didn't feel belonging to a normal church. Not being discrediting anybody, but a lot of people they just don't feel like they fit they in. They can't connect. They with can't that. connect. Yeah. They could connect to me. Yeah. I ride motorcycles. I mean, I play music. I mean, I'm able to shoot to, guns. Yeah, yeah, and yeah connect. Yeah. And so that was a lot of the ministry that God called me to. Is that is being able to, to breach that gap between people that didn't feel loved and didn't feel accepted. Um, and, and that's just where I've been. So it felt normal to be in the chaplaincy world because when you're on the side of the road and someone has had a major catastrophe or trauma, they don't have, you don't have time, and this ain't discrediting, but you don't have time to break out the whole religious doxology to them. They need to know how do I prepare for what I'm fixing to meet. I'm right. fixing to die, potentially. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you share uh, what God has shared to me about believing in Jesus Christ to, to receive uh, eternal life. And you, you don't you, you don't bring a lot of the extra stuff. <laughs> you just, it's the bare button, nuts and bolts. Right, right, right. right, right, yeah. right. And it's, it's a whole lot easier. I'm glad you brought that point up. It's when somebody looks like you and acts like you when you go into a strange place because a lot of people don't know the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially... Yeah. I don't want to go to church because I, they're going to look. It's kind of like going to a gym. When you first right. started a gym, I right. don't want to work out yeah. because I'm not in shape. you got to be in shape to work out at the gym. Kind of like you go to church, you're like, well, I don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Now i got to figure out what they're doing. <laughs> one, thing about the, one thing about the gym is, not, not me personally, but a lot of people get in good shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for Jesus, we'll never be in the, in the Correct. right. Correct. You can never attain that. Yeah, right? no, it's no. a constant, constant and, thing. And that's the whole process of understanding what is his desire and what is his uh, request from you. And it's more of a heart connection and then you watching what we do. Surely the more you do something, the better you want to be at it, like living a Christian life. But we're human. As right. long as we're in the flesh, we're going to make mistakes. Yeah. Right. And I have, I've, I've over the years of being pastor and degrees and theology and stuff, people say, you know, you're supposed to get more holier as you get older. Well, you know, there's a time that if I get to a place where I'm super holy, why did Jesus die for me? Right. I always need him. I'm right. going to need him forever. Yeah. And I'm going to accept this flesh, you know, and, and in the Bible, Paul wrote, he said, why is it the things I want to do? I don't do. But the things I know, I know are wrong is what I do. And he realized, okay, I need his grace. Yeah. I'm human. What yeah. uh, r- real quick, I, I want to shout out to Brandon in the comments. He said, uh, you seem like an incredible man. And then Brittany right out the gate wants to know where's the book ava- uh, available to buy. So it's available on Amazon, okay. Books A Million okay. and Barnes and Nobles. Okay. 
uh, and that's the three. The three. There's another place that picks it up. You know, uh, I'm learning the publishing world, and right. and someone the the, edit, the publisher told me he said when other people see the book doing pretty good, then yeah. all of a sudden they'll start carrying it. So right, and you know, and that's okay. It, it's about the message to me. It's not about you know. I just want people who are struggling uh, and who are, are dealing with bondages, strongholds, to know that there is an avenue, there is a way. You don't have to be perfect. You got to be, and we'll get into the book. Mm-hmm. You got to right. really want to be free. Yeah. What uh, what what denomination would you call the church that you go to? Because you've mentioned it not being quite traditional, right? Well, is that the right way to say it? You know, for for years, um, Jared, I was a pastor for years, and I would tell people. I'm a Christian first mm-hmm. because I'm a follower of Christ. Correct. And I, I worship and I study and I learn at this particular denomination, but you should never put a denomination ahead of your relationship. Right. Because that's right. what God died. That's why Jesus died is to have a relationship. I go to a Baptist church and I love the church I go to and I pastored a Baptist and non-denominational, but when you put the religion then you ahead of your relationship you bring all of that stuff that man created in correct, religion correct and we all know man is human so yep. they make Flawed. mistakes yep. yeah and you know and 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 if we do the relationship then we build the bond that pleases god first and then we'll say okay now I have a relationship with god where do i fit in that i can worship god at yeah i think there's a lot of non-denominationals popping up it more is. and more you know, you, you're seeing i guess non-traditional usually churches mm-hmm. suit and tie yeah front row girls in dresses everybody mm-hmm. dressed in mm-hmm. tees where there's some in ocean springs like the one that we, we used to go to tattoos shorts mm-hmm. shirts mm-hmm. we're all the same people we're we all are. in the same place it's just you're getting the same message it's just some churches allow different stuff more than others yeah and i used to tell people that as long as they teaching from the bible mm-hmm that's what it's about. Right. And and, and it kind of goes into the book, who are my family and friends of God? Well, God will place you where you need, where your fit will be. Right. And just because somebody is born into your family or you, or you chose them or somebody at your church, that don't mean they're going to be who your person is going to be that's going to connect to you when you're having a hard time that you can go to them and say, hey, man, I'm struggling. Okay. Yeah. You know, anybody else you go to is going to be like, well, what do you mean you're struggling? Man, get over it. But yeah. no, the guy that really knows me and connects to me is going to say, you know, hey, let's 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 go down here and, and go fishing or something. You talk to me about well, it. Well, right. and sometimes I think it's the reverse of that. I think people that are not related to you, like you could have a loved one tell you a thousand times, yeah. right? Yeah. But then that stranger, for whatever reason, says the same exact thing, and that penetrates or resonates clicks, with yeah. you better than, yeah. than the loved one. Because there's yeah. the, I, I don't know why, really, but that is a thing. Um, well, and it goes into the the two types of family, one that I'm born into and one that I chose. Right. And so I can relate to that more than the average person because I'm adopted. And okay. uh, and so so it's like, who are you born into? I didn't even look up my biological mother until I was 32 years old. So I and my family loved me. I had a great family, but I was adopted, you know, as far as showing love and giving right. values and stuff. And so that made me, whenever God called me into ministry, and the Bible says that we're adopted into the family of God because we believe, mm-hmm. I connected immediately to that because that's where I've been. That's right. where I've been. That's where I've been. So then when God revealed as he as He gave me the book, he said there's two types of family. One you, you're born into, it's a blood, and one you chose. And then that chose family, it's a choice. It's a decision. It's not, it's not 
well, you, you can treat me any kind of way and I'm still going to be here. It's where you show me some love and I show yeah. you some love. And, and, and Well, I think everybody's got that, you know, they say blood stickered in water and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I, ha- I have friends, you know, not all my family's close. Not everybody's family is close. And I have right. friends that are closer than family. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, they are your family. Right. But that's the choice family that you chose them and uh, and you're going to be closer because a lot of times family life is busy. Yeah. And the people you choose to make in your surrounding, they're going to know you, the real you, Joey. Right. And not just the, the, the one from your youth or the one from the church or the one from your job. Right. They're going to know the real Joey. So when they see a change, they're going to say, something's going on, brother. Let's, yeah. let's yeah. talk. What's right, going right, on? Right, right. And you're going to be close enough to them that you know they're not going to judge you. Yeah. And, and the judgment is huge. And people will tell me, they say, well, I'm not judging. I'm just evaluating the fruit. Well, you know, when you go on the store, you evaluate the fruit. They're going to ask you to leave if you ain't going to buy it. <laughs> I mean, there's only so right. much You go look at a water bill. It's so long. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so, you know, and it goes into the Bible. Why would you evaluate the fruit? If, if you feel that someone God put in your path that you're to bond with and you're to share with and you to be a prayer partner and, and to be connect with, then yeah, you need to see the fruit in their life, and I talk about that in the in the book of how do you know the Holy Spirit's in your life is the fruits and the gifts, and you'll have them. We all have them, yeah. and 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 in people in the secular world, they have them too. They just don't always recognize who gives the gifts. Okay. Yeah, I, I find myself a lot, especially even recently too, is like, and I'm not saying again because none of us are perfect, and no, I sure no, as hell no, no, I'm no. not. But I'm like, you know, it's like. Everybody is a son or a daughter of Christ, right? right. We're all created that way, right? So, so no matter how much you want to hate somebody or you or you don't like what they're doing or what, whatever the case may be, you have to remember, like, but still, if I do something to that person, that is God's child, and you just did that to them. If it's yeah. something negative, yeah. Yeah. right? And when we all fail at that, and I'm yes. sure I will continue to fail at that, but I, but I try to, you know, reposition to the North Star of that philosophy. Right. And, and that it brings it right along to the book. The key word in it is that we strive. A strive is a is a is a positive motivative process that I'm really trying to do the right thing in my heart right. and in my head. And sometimes my actions falter, but if your heart and your head connects and you're really trying to do the right thing and you got good heart, as you've heard people say, yeah. you're yeah. striving to do right. Yeah. And you know, in the book, I talk about what is your role, and and so we'll get into it because yeah. it's all yeah. part of. I mean, God laid it out for me. It's so elementary to understand what is my role, what is my function, who are my battles. I mean, because that's real stuff. So, so did, you did that. You did the nurse. You mentioned uh, IT a little. Then, then, yeah. then carpentry or whatever order. Then nursing. Then became a cop. Then chaplain. And now you've done all of these professions for twenty, thirty plus years in, in concurrency. Mm-hmm. Um, why then go back and get this latest degree, which is what you told me a dual? T- tell us you, as a dual. So yeah. So um, so I was uh, my master's is in Christian psychology. Okay. And then um, I was a pastor, and and we were the, about the largest church in the denomination that we were in, and uh, and I uh, I went back to get my doctorate, and then uh, and went through a divorce. I'm human; I don't make all the right choices. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm That's sorry. honest, right? Yeah, yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. I make, and I look back and say, you know what, God, I didn't make the best choice. I'm sorry. You know, just yeah. help me to do better. You know. But uh, I left the church, uh, but I never left the ministry of of helping people of chaplaincy because uh, I was a senior pastor at a church. So and when so you say you left the church, what does that does that I just mean? Resign from that church. Okay. okay, I was a senior pastor of a church. Okay, okay, okay. Now and, I hate to dig a whole lot. But is that because of the divorce? 
yeah. the kickback yeah. from yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and you know, and the thing is, is when we identify that we're not where we're supposed to be, then our our in my my philosophy is we need to step back. Yeah. We need to step back, recalibrate, recalibrate, yeah, yeah, yeah. regroup, reboot, defrag life. Your IT, yeah. you know what I'm talking right, about. Right, right. And then once we de- re- reboot and and defrag in our hard drive of our heart and our brain and our focus, we try to you know ease our way back in and to life of where God calls us. But right. uh, so I was in, I was a pastor, and I was I said I'm going to go on and get my doctorate because God had already put this book in uh, in my heart ten years ago. And uh, so when I graduated in my doctorate in Christian psychology, and then I've been a, a member of the International Police and Fire Chaplain Association for almost 20 years, and we helped build a, 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 a SISM program, which is a, a critical incident stress managing, debriefing, critical timing of like officer-involved shooting, um, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder. Right, yeah. And just, inter- you know, so whenever I submitted my dissertation to him, uh, he awarded me a PhD in chaplaincy because of the work and the, the dissertation. Okay. And awesome. So that was two different, you know, two, two different, different programs. Yeah. Two different okay. programs. And okay. they yeah. need it because, I mean, those guys on the front, guys and girls on the front line, they see a lot of stuff. That they do. It, it they messes do. with their head a lot. They need somebody to open up to. They do. And Suicide is my next book. I'm writing. I already started writing. It's huge. It's huge. I don't want to get into it. We all on this yeah, event. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's, it's all part of this. And God told me to write this book first because people need a foundation to go to. Right. And so from from this point on, I can reflect people back to this book. It's a tool. And that's one of the things that I really want to stress. It's a tool. If you look at it from this perspective, you're a mechanic type oriented person. you got a whole tool chest of tools. Well, you don't go to that same tool all the time. You might use a, a screwdriver or you might need a, a pair of pliers or you right. might need a hammer. Well, this is a tool that when you're in a place and you identify that you you need help to get out, it's a tool to help you get back to the Bible, get back to where you need to be, get back to where your root is of your heart and stuff. Right. W- was this written as a part of your doctorate? Or it was. Th- okay, so this it was, was. kind of like your, your uh, we, we call them capstones, but I mean your thesis, whatever, yeah. to, to, be, to graduate. The dissertation. Yeah, so yeah dissertation. There right. You know. yep. So where God gave me this was about 10 years ago. I preached about five series, sermon series, when he gave me this book, because I cried out to him, I said, you know, God, I am not equipped. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm just an old country boy, really. Right. And I said, I need something to help your people. That's all I told him. I said, I need something to help your people. And he gave me the trial of overcoming. And I recorded it over almost 10 years ago. And it was about a five part series. And then whenever I went to get my, my master's was uh, totally separate. And then when I went to get my doctorate, I did a had to do what they call the dissertation proposal, and yes. I pro, and I proposed yes. the dissertation to uh, uh, Freedom Bible College and Seminaries where I graduated their theological accredited seminary yeah. out of Arkansas, and so I proposed it to them and they said okay they okay yeah. they said here's two sheets of uh, dissertation guidelines that are that are PhD collegiate guidelines if you can satisfy these two sheets with that yes yeah and so that's where the journey began and. And then um, I went through divorce and moved a few times and just went through life. Yeah. And uh, and, and that was and, the inspiration for the book. Uh, it was, well, the just of helping people with life. Yeah. And right. But then I lived the book. <laughs> and then I had to take a break yeah. from writing because I wasn't in a good place. I didn't, you know, and I had to take um, and, and I had to take a step back. And then, you know, 
probably about four years ago. I got back on it, got back to writing, and God are, just opened it back up. Are, and, you, yeah. are you the type of person, because like I said, having worked with you, you're always in a good mood. Kind, I try. Kind of a good, you know, good guy. I've never, in them dark times, are you somebody who keeps that away from everybody that you work with or that you're around and kind of keep it bottled up and isolate. isolated so I wouldn't yeah. have even known, just say, for, yeah. if we worked together, yeah. you'd have just had that smile. and Yeah, you know, or get quiet. Yeah. Or yeah. just be quiet. Sometimes you just being quiet, you're just reflecting, you yeah. know. Right. And because uh, everybody's different, yeah, everybody and everybody needs a release. What's your, what's usually your release? Going back to um, church? Uh, yeah, or studying the Bible or music. Yeah, music. Yeah. I've been a drummer for twenty five years, and I, I love to play drums. And, right. uh, and I play at the church I go to now. Yeah. And, uh, but that's and you know I play guitar too, but I enjoy guitar because I sing. Um, right. But uh, drums is where my passion it's more of a you get muscle to release a little bit right yeah. it's, it's, it's loose like, yes yeah. it's, it's as we say in police and law enforcement you know they make us shoot so much that drawing our weapon is muscle memory muscle memory right yeah. so drumming is muscle memory to me right i'll just sit down behind a pair of drums and just play and i don't even really think i'm just i, I feel the music right and mm-hmm. i and it, so that's a release yeah uh, ride my motorcycle that's a good release i call it my air therapy you know it's it's just we, some of the best on earth. Oh, yeah. I, I went down a uh, like a YouTube rabbit hole. I do it all the time. But just most recently, like just ancient Egyptian stuff, right? And the pyramids and stuff. Yeah, that chair is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but but w- they were they were talking about a lot of stuff. And then they, they wanted to talk about like over the course of time, like societies. And do societies grow? When you think about ancient culture, right? Were they behind us or were they more technologically advanced? There's a ton of debate, right? And you think of society today with all the electronics and the live stream and the crazy stuff that we're doing, that we're more advanced than them, right? And maybe in some ways we are. But the point I'm trying to make was- We can't build no pyramids. Well, that, and that's, that's, that's about eight hours worth aliens, of videos. You aliens, know I mean? aliens, aliens, the reason aliens. I, the reason I bring that up is because I wonder, is society now- more advanced or less advanced than it was at certain times in the past. And when I say advanced to describe that, meaning our relationship with the things that are not of this world, whether you want to call that religion, spirituality, God, whatever, are we more in tune with that or less nowadays? And what what do you, what do you think? I think we're less in tune because we're more distracted. Correct. I think that's what I think. yeah, Yeah. I think that, that things were happening back then uh, but we didn't have social media. We didn't have communication. We didn't have ways of getting it out there. I think people were intelligent. Mm-hmm. People relied on God more because, you know, th- in life, w- you know, the Bible says that to satisfy God, to please God, you got to live by faith. Right. Well, faith is something that you don't know. You hope for something good, but you 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 don't see it. Okay. Right. right. When we sit in these chairs, we didn't know. We knew they were going to hold us. We put faith in these chairs. We didn't check the weight limit before we sat <laughs> you down. You might not want to put a whole lot of faith know, in that know, one over there. <laughs> so yeah. the analogy I thought about, and I was like, well, you know, I still trusted it, but I might say, yeah, right, right, but yeah. uh, but but we, you know, years before. We didn't have the knowledge the, of knowing the forecast and the rain and the weather and the thing, you know, the heat temperature and stuff. So they had to rely on God. More. Right, right. And and they had to have faith. You know, once you plant the crops and you, you know, get the weeds out, you just kind of start, start praying. You yeah, start praying. What, yeah. what was it, uh, the story of Moses, I believe, when he when he led his people out into the desert and uh, they were all, you know, they were believed in God because they had just delivered them from Egypt, right? Mm-hmm. And and it wasn't where well, they spent 40, 40 years 40 out years, there. And I, I forget how, at what point of the story uh, Moses kind of goes off for a while and then comes back and they're, they're worshiping the golden cow, right? Yeah, they, they figured something else out mm-hmm. to distract them 
they, they lost that connection. They did. And it almost seems like the golden cow is it's like a symbol for like yeah. the t- every thing of technology that right. keeps growing in our society today that kind of turns us away from that. And then you see all these problems like on the news where it was mass shootings or suicide, depression, like all this stuff. And I have to wonder if something like you're talking about this book as a tool isn't exactly what people need nowadays, right? I feel it is because of um, people are searching, people are looking. We're designed to worship. We're designed, that's the way our bodies, we're designed to have some image. Idolatry is, you know, the Bible speaks against idolatry, but we're designed to put something ahead of ourselves and to reach for something, but we're supposed to reach for God. But the same thing with Moses. When he went to get the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. they pulled gold and stuff from all the people, gold rings, gold earrings and stuff. And they made the golden cash because they wanted something to worship. They had to have something to worship. I think it's part Um, of the human condition. We're we're smart enough to know that we're not animals, that I'm different than you, meaning we're we're not a herd animal. Some animals can't tell the difference between their reflection and another animal. Mm -hmm. Part of the burden of being that way is that you wonder what's next or what else is out there or where do we come from. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's a lot of other animals out there you know, thinking that, at least none that we know of, right? Uh, th- that goes to your point of, yeah. of needing something more out of this, out of the, out of life. Right. And, and a lot of theories I've studied because through when I was in college, a lot of theories of different evolution, Big Bang and all of them, they studied it, but they never got completion and they never got complete resolution there. It, it brought you to a certain point, but then it, it was like, Okay, here we are. What okay, happens next? right, yeah, yeah. right. We're you know, I I would tell people Christianity is why I chose Christian psychology over you know carnal or world psychology or, or social psychology. Is the Bible is the book that has a savior, Jesus Christ, who not only was born of a virgin but lived, died, and was seen afterwards alive. You know, after he was crucified and put in a tomb. And then the Bible says there was 500 people saw him uh, go, you know, back to heaven and, mm-hmm. and, and sin. Yep. So he's the only savior that's got the full the full ramification. It's not it just comes up to something and stops and says, OK, what are we going to do here? Well, let's go have a beer. You know, right, we don't right, know right. what's going on. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and, and so it brings a full circle. And I, I think that goes back to why a lot of people don't want to follow God is is because they're gonna they feel like they're gonna sacrifice so much and they don't want to lose. But in essence, if you follow God, and sometimes religion can can get a little sideways right. sometimes. Uh, but if you follow God, you won't really lose. He won't take anything away that's good. Yeah. You won't, you won't yeah. lose anything that's that's good for you. Now you might lose some things that are bad for you, and then we don't know down the road what can be bad. But we know there that. that there are some things that we do in life that is not good for us. And, and that's where, you know, say, okay, God, help me with it. You know, if I have a, a problem with it, you know, right. well, let's talk about the book then triad yeah, of overcoming. And yeah. what, what is, what's the triad mean? Like t- starting with the title, like break us yeah, down. Where'd that come from? Yeah. So, so the Lord, he revealed it to me of the three things, the three components that the triad is made of triad, meaning three mm-hmm. uh, to overcome. So, so it, it's it, the the three the three uh, parts is where power comes from, and I, we go through the book is the cross of Christ, okay? Um, and the family and friends of God is the family and friends right. of people who believe. And I've had people say, well, why do they have to believe? Well, because if they don't believe in the same God you do, then 
how how are they going to steer you in the right path? I mean, if we, even though we're great friends, if we don't believe the same, the Bible talks about be being don't be with un, someone that you're unequally yoked with. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, people associate that just with marriage, but that's with friendship. That's with everything. Because when if you think of two oxen's that are yoked together, the wherever the right one goes, the left one's going to have to go. Mm-hmm. So if you're not with someone that's going to believe like you and 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 you know carry you down a better path then people are going to get carried into a darker right. path yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that's and, anybody i mean like, right you would you pick your good friends like you know if somebody's doing something wrong you don't want to hang out with those guys right you know if and, i'm going straight we will hang out with those guys. yeah and, and i even wrote in the book of talking about the people that we you know i use one of the references the people that we hang with we conform to a lot mm-hmm. of times just our our crowd our mm-hmm. association and your mom's probably heard, said it to you too that you known by your worst association, the, the association, yeah. and the it. worst guilty by association, group. right? Yeah. Um, so that's where the family and friends are, and then God's Holy Spirit is the leading. The Bible says that God's Holy Spirit He leads us into all things. He leads us into truth. He brings back things to our remembrance. He gives us understanding, and and that's some of what I wrote too. Um, so um, when it, when I put it all together, you know. God laid it out that one of the strongest parts of of the triad of overcoming is you got to really want to be free from whatever it, it is you're in your life, bondage, strongholds, whatever it is. Um, because if you don't really want to be free, people say they want to be free, but in their heart, they really they enjoy what they do, you know, and, 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 and that's fine. I would tell people if, if you enjoy I'd be around people that would smoke, and and and, different, and they said, "Does that bother you?" I said, "No." I said, "You know, I smoked twenty something years ago, and I mean, and when they're ready to to be free, God will free them from it. Yeah. But if they don't want to be free, God's not going to intervene because we have free will. He gave us free will, and we can choose to do things that are not good. Right. We all do. Um, so they got to really want to be free. They got to have that real heartfelt desire to say, "I'm done. Yeah, I'm done." You know, as a police officer, we would go to domestic violence mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and whenever you would go there, of course, he'd be done, you know, just beat the lady to death. And, and she's like, I can't do this no more. And, right. and you but know, she goes, and, bells him out of jail. She bells him out of jail. Yeah. Well, we can't even get the paperwork turned right, in. And, right. he's, and well, then that's when the law changes. He goes and buys her flowers. Oh, yeah. And Narci- be for a week. Right. Yeah. Tar- a typical narcissism. And, oh, right. my baby, it's okay. I won't be that. No way. No more. You know, yeah. not today. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they don't say that. But anyhow, the right. person's got to really want to be free. Yeah. And it, it goes back to like joining the gym. Like, it's a lifestyle change. So if you want to lose weight, you can't just go Same to the gym one time and say, all right, I lost 20 pounds. It's a lifestyle change. And, and you got to do well, that. Well, and just like the gym, if you haven't been in it ever or in a long time, guess what? It ain't fun the no, first no, it's, week, it's terrible. month. It's awful. It's not. You're like, why am I here, man? It was so much easier on the couch. Yeah, but eating it's potato soon, chips. Whatever, the, not, whatever it's a week, two weeks, a month. I don't. It's different for everybody. Right. Depending on your shape, spiritual or physical, right? You hit like a, a crescendo. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I, I see it now. I, it's, I feel the change, right? And then you're off to the races. Right. Right. It's the same thing spiritually because what happens is, and, and I know this might sound crazy to you, but whenever we start something, if we don't develop a consistency with it, God's just, just looking at you saying, 
okay, let's see if you really want to do this, you know, and, and see, you know, if, if you're going to stick with it. And then whenever you show him that your heart's connected to it, then he will give you joy in it. And mm-hmm. when you get joy in it, that's when things you're like, Hey, I'm at the crescendo you're talking about. Right. It's, it's better. I'm enjoying this. I'm liking it. Um, they told me when I was in police Academy that, uh, when you run, when we run three to four times a week, three to five miles uh, uh, at, at a time, mm-hmm. they said, you're going to love running. You know, God knew my heart was not in it. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never loved it. So yeah. yeah. So it's the same theory though. Yeah. I never really loved it. He knew I did right. it because I had to, but I never really, my heart never connected to it. Right. And so the same thing with overcoming. Same thing with the gym. Your heart's yeah. got to connect. Yeah. When your heart connects and God sees that's your desire, healing, he'll give you the joy. Uh, Brandon in the comments says he's blown away with all this. It's incredible. He said he'd like to meet you and he definitely wants to read the book. He said this is speaking to him so much. It's crazy. And I know Brandon, uh, Burden, uh, great guy. So Yeah. And hey, that's a blessing. That's why I wrote it. Yeah. I, I wrote it from that sense. And you know, back to the creation of it. Whenever I, I preached on it and went through things in my life and I really was at the nuts and bolts of it, hanging on to God and just saying, you know what, God, I'm making mistakes I'm every day. Um, so a little bit of my history, I was raised by, I was adopted, So, mm-hmm. uh, but both of my parents were alcoholics. So, okay. very, so you saw it firsthand. I know addiction. Mm-hmm. I watched so much that I would even never even tell uh, of scars in my own and trauma in my right, own right, heart, my own right. head. We all have trauma. Mm-hmm. Everybody has had some kind of trauma. And, you know, and a lot of people don't understand what's traumatic to Jared might not be traumatic to you, but it's still real to Jared. It's mm-hmm. still trauma to Jared. So you can't dismiss his trauma just because it's not trauma to you. Right. And and we're all individualized. We're created that way. So, um, but yeah, I, I watched addiction. My mom was a recovering alcoholic. My dad was what we call functioning alcohol. Yeah. He worked every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Came home, drank a six-pack. Uh, he More than that. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he, would, he would get a 12-pack uh, and um, a, a pint of whiskey Ooh. every day. Holy yeah. moly. And then every weekend, he would get a gallon and a case. And that was a norm for him, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so um, it, he never wanted help. My mom, on the other hand, she went to help. I don't know if you're familiar with AA, yeah. but mm-hmm. I grew up going to AA as a child. I, Means, learned, yeah. I learned the 12 steps better than most of the people. I heard them over and over. And there is some very beneficial, some very good components in there. Uh, it's like most other things. Politicians, everything starts off with a good seed, a good intention. Right. I, and I actually wrote that in my book about how things start as a good yeah, intention. Yeah, vote for me. We're going to do all We're this. Do, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then somewhere along the line, you lose that, that focus when you find out it, that is it really worth the fight? Am I really going to fight hard? Or am I just, did I have alternative motive or whatever? But back to the AA, you know, so we admitted we were powerless over alcohol at our life had become unmanageable that's their that's their slogan their first step they say it's the hardest step to overcome and that's true with a lot of things if you just don't put alcohol there anything that you are powerless over and your life is in chaos that's when you get into a stronghold and a bondage and so so just to come back to the book what is the stronghold and the bondage? A lot of people don't understand. A stronghold is in your mind, something that is in your mind. Addiction is a stronghold and a bondage because the stronghold says, I got to have it. Mm-hmm. I got to have it. I got to have it. You know, and, and, and then the bondage is the actual component that the stronghold directs you to. So the alcohol, the drugs, 
whatever. That's the bondage, and people other you know have bondages too. But gambling, I mean, people same right, thing. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Well, I can relate it back to baseball. I used to dip. I dipped since I was fourteen years old, and every time I stepped on a baseball field, I had to have a dip. Right, had to have it. It didn't matter what it was. Stopped. Went down to Disney World one day, one year, and stopped. Walked on a baseball field. As soon as I got back, that's exactly what I wanted was another dip. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was just it, it, it was weird. environment too. Yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah, like yeah, that yeah. for a lot of people. They can't hang out with the same friends, right, or go to the same right. places, right? So I wrote all about that in my book about the same things. There's certain things that triggers. Right. That's triggers. And there's people that triggers. Right. You know, because a lot of the things, people have trouble with alcohol. They, it's big because the church don't understand it. And, and they said, Jesus turned water to wine. And why can't we can't? Well, you know, if, if it's something that, that you've got control and it's an occasional, like you do a, right. a, a toddy at night or a beer at night or something, occasionally, then that, yeah, but when it gets to the point where it controls you, yeah. that's when the stronghold comes in and says, I got to have it. I got to have it regardless. Gambling. I've got to. I've got to gamble. I've got to right. be there. I've got to. And that place, like you said, association triggers that addiction or triggers that stronghold, and then that bondage. I think yeah. a lot. You you mentioned it before we went live, and I'm sure we'll get into it. You talking about demons and 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 you know traditional God and then the devil, right? <clears throat> a lot of people think of like the devil or demons, or whatever. You think of like something that's like fire and it's just all bad and it's evil. But it's correct me if I'm wrong here, and you may have this in the book. But it's like. You know, at first, t- temptation is is amazing, it's, right? It's, I mean, it's yes. it's not gonna be. Hey, come over here and burn in this lake of yeah, fire, yeah, and everybody's yeah. like, "Yeah, I want to do that." Right. Yeah. No, yeah. it's like a, it's like a, it's, it's like the a, biggest party in the world. It's hey, a come big, hang yeah, out. Or it's yeah. like a slot machine, right, or right. it's a, it's a fifth of whiskey, or it's mm-hmm. a party, or it's a woman, or whatever it is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. A needle for some people, whatever, you know. Yeah. And it's like, oh yes, but that ain't how it ends up. That yeah. ain't no, and and it brings us right back to the book of the battles and talking about the battles in our in our life and 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 I go over the the different battles and and the way I laid out the book is uh the there's 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 battles that talk about uh um some are strongholds and some are bondages so I laid them out and I'll go over a couple of them with you like depression and then I wrote in here in the book I wrote what it can lead to. Right. So, so say somebody have depression, they have depression. Okay, depression is a stronghold because it's in our mind, it's in our mind, and and it can lead to a lack of motivation, emptiness, and self destruction. Right. That's where it's a demonic spirit. De- depression is a let demonic. Me, let me stop you right there. What What do you mean by that? Th- like honestly, because you're not the first person I've heard say that. Uh, and I, what do you mean by that? Well. That goes a little deeper into my next book because I'm writing the book I told you on suicide. Right. God, God revealed to me, and it kind of gets us off this book a little bit, but he, he revealed to me of the minor spirits and the major spirits that we deal with in the world. What I'm asking that question for is because, again, I've heard it before, and, and I, I wonder if people like – because listening to this right now whenever replay whatever it's like a lot of times when they hear that it's like what do you mean by that do you mean like like the exorcism yeah because it could be a quick turnoff to your message or god's message right right? i don't believe in woo woo i don't believe in ghosts and gonna fly through my window is that what you're saying no it's the spirit the depression that constantly speaks to you to hold you down so it's in your mind it's a stronghold it's a stronghold but now there is some chemical imbalance associated with it as well. Right. And there's people that take medicine to bring that chemical balance back in. Right. But when you say uh, a demonic force or however you say it, is that just a representation of what that person is experiencing? That's just a way that you describe it? Um, it goes back to what you said. Okay. So when you say something is demonic, that basically means it's against good. 
Correct. Okay. It's not what um, Hollywood describes as demonized and demonic. Right. It's just it's anything that will pull you away from good. So it's, it's, it's self, low self-esteem. It's speaking down on you. It's telling you you're not good enough. It's telling you that you're not worth anything. It's telling you you're a failure. It's, that's what it's pulling you down. Lo- loaded question, because the reason I say that is people that I've heard describe it that way then say, no, demons are real. D- these forces are real. And my pushback has always been, I understand that, but how, don't allow that to take the burden of the free will and the fact that you made that choice, right? Right. I, I get a little nervous or kind of, uh, I don't know what the right word is, but I'm like, don't don't take the burden off of yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, You did that, Well, right? It, and I know, th- I know things work in the world a certain way. I get that. Yeah. But it, you can't just say, well, it was that demon's fault. Does, does that make sense? Right. And you've got to stay, Colin brings us back to where we met, you've got to stay positive that your glass is half full. You've got mm. to push through. And, you know, that's part of having faith is that you're speaking good things into existence, even if it don't look good. You know, it's like we're going to have a good day. We're going to do good. It's mm-hmm. just going to be right. good. It's going to be good. And you say it's going to be good and it falls short of good. Then what did you lose? I mean, if, right. you, if you go into saying it's going to be horrible. So it's it's a mindset. It's, right. it's, a, right. it's a mindset. So that's where. The free will comes in is you can choose to be a pessimist or a negative or, or yeah. you choose to be optimist. You can be, you know, someone who is encouraging and it's all in how we perceive in our mind. And we've got to go into it saying, you know, it's we're going to get through this. We're right. going to make it. We're going to, you know, what if, what if you're an outsider looking in? What if you're looking at somebody and watching them that keeps doing the same thing well, over and, then, and over right. and over and over and over again. And they go up and they go back down. They go up and they go back down. Yeah, you know and that's, that's where you can't let what the behavior of someone else influence the God destiny in right. your life. Well, what if that's like a, a loved one? What if that's what is a person you care about? Well, and that goes back to what is our role. Right. Because I wrote this book in two and three p- person. It's a two person, meaning that I share with you what – what to do or what, you know, what God would instructed me to share with you what to do. And also instructed you how to help him. Gotcha. So it's second and third person. So in the, in the, uh, in the one was going to get into it, what is my role? Sometimes your role is just to pray for people. Sometimes yeah. you can't help them. You, you can't lead them. You can't, there's nothing you're going to do because you're not in their circle. You know, I always tell people when they say, you know, what about, um, you know, James hypothetical name. Okay. What about right, James? Right. He's going down the wrong path and, and I've tried to talk to him and I can't get through to him. Well, you know, your role in this is to pray that God would put an intercessor, put somebody that James, w- that would influence James in his life. You mm-hmm. pray that God would, would kind of like give a, a little directional there where, you know, to, to intervene, someone right. to intervene. You might not be that person, but through your prayer, God can send someone he would listen to. Yeah. Someone that James would connect to. Yeah. And and that's just you'll always have a role and that's what I wrote about. You know, um I wanna I wanna I wanna talk more on this yeah. and, and then yeah, I ahead. jump to the yeah, role. Yeah, yeah. Uh so 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 the stronghold of depression it's so real because so many people have it. It's so and it's and it's hard because it will lead to a lack of motivation. It will lead to emptiness and it will lead to self-destruction. We've, yeah. We've seen it. I think a lot of the times you mentioned uh, uh, a lot of times like the alcoholism or whatever the problem is, it's a symptom. 
mm-hmm. of the real problem that they may not even be aware of, yeah. right? Something that happened in their past, yeah. trauma. trauma. You mentioned trauma. Yeah. Your parents were both, uh, you said, al- alcoholics dr- yeah. that drank. Uh, they may have that in their past, and they don't realize that it's still rippling mm-hmm. through their life in a negative way because they've never dealt with that original problem. Exactly. You're right? totally correct. You're yeah. totally correct. And And this is where, you know, we just have to be transparent with God. I tell people all the time, if you really want help, you got to be real with yourself and you got to be real with God. Yeah. And then find that person you can trust that won't judge you and be real with them that will, that's spiritual with that with you. And they don't have to be somebody who beats you with a Bible, but they right. need to bring the truth in your life of God's message to you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so, so, you know, that's important. The, the, the company you keep, has everything to do, and I and I, I wrote about that in the book that the company we keep has everything to do with our spiritual development. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't have to become like all preachers and all ministers, but we definitely can all grow closer to God. Right. right. And uh, so, so moving on through some of the battles is poor health. Poor health is a bondage. Uh, it can lead to a broken attitude affecting your long term health. Um, That's a statement right there that I don't think we hear enough. I, yeah. I'm surprised to hear you write that in the book. Yeah, yeah. well, it's because this I mean, is really well. This is all brings of who I am that I've been a nurse 30 years, right? So I've seen I've seen all of this transpire from the angles, the multiplicity of angles, that, and that's how I wrote it in the book. Yeah, because um, nowadays people want to say like you're fat shaming somebody, or yeah. you're or you're picking on them, which I guess the delivery is everything. How you say it, how you say it, right, is always everything. everything. It's right. going to be everything. Right. I could I could entice you that poop is not bad if I presented it to, a, to in a way that's <laughs> right. positive, you know? Right, um, right. But yeah, presentation is everything. Yeah. yeah, it's still poop. Yeah. But, but what I'm saying is I, I don't I don't even think in our, uh, like in medicine really, mm-hmm. that that's promoted as heavily as it should be. It's not because doctors and nurses treat and the symptom. they treat symptoms and they go into the field to make better so their optimism is you're going to get over this okay oh, yeah but some people don't well and there's also no money in prevention there's no money in prevention and you know one thing that I, I i live in alabama but i work in mississippi and i admire mississippi for is they are so proactive to, i know it's not huge but they're proactive in mental health yeah alabama is we've washed well, was, out I was I was my next question. How does the church feel about mental health? And there's a lot of churches scared of it uh, yeah. because they don't understand what it is. No one and, does. And, Real, and, I mean, really. And, I yeah, mean, yeah. And and if I if I really got deep into it with you, it wouldn't be I wouldn't be stereotyping. I would just be speaking from a spiritual component. Mm-hmm. Um, in the book I'm writing on suicide, it's called the predecessors of suicide. Right. And God revealed all of these uh, small minor spirits are predecessors that set the stage for the spirit of suicide. Uh, and so all of these things are, are all spirits just in the spirit world. And, yeah. and, and people are scared of the spirit world because the Hollywood is really flagorized this, um, exorcisms and well, exorcisms and it scares people to death, but really there's spirits moving all among us and stuff. I mean, it, it's, everything's driven by spirit. God showed me this years ago when I was a pastor, he said, in your journey, he said, I want you to see this. He put two boys, uh, two figurine boys here. He said, one is flesh and one is spirit. He said, the one you feed, the one you nurture, and the one you take care of is going to grow and dominate the other one. He said, let me show this. If you let flesh dominate spirit, he's going to crush him. Mm-hmm. 
And, and you think about it. Think about when people say things out of the flesh, they crush your spirit. Mm-hmm. He said, but if you will rise up spirit and feed your spiritual man more, your spiritual man will take care of your flesh man because he knows he needs him in the world we live in. So okay. that was so real to me through the ministry that I feed the spirit man because the, feed, the spirit man will look out for the flesh man where the flesh man is all e- he's all ego. He's yeah. only about himself. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, and, and so that was where this collaboration that God brought me to to write this book and he inspired me. And, and uh, But going on down because I've listed a lot of things and a lot of these are real fear. Fear is a stronghold and it can be a bondage if something's involved in it. Uh, it can lead to paranoia and isolation. Uh, yeah. Your past, your past is a stronghold and can be a bondage if something is, is, is involved in it. Uh, it can lead to a broken opinion of God's ability through you. So our past has a lot to do with our future. I'm not if, good enough. If we're, yeah, if we listen to it. Right, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you got to jump out of it. You gotta. That's you gotta move Tomorrow's out. Tomorrow's a new day, and and sometimes we have trouble getting out of it on our on our own. We're human. Right. That's why it's always good to have a, a good small group of someone that will encourage you, and, and you know, and 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 help motivate you, and and bring you back to the truth of, of who you are because they know your core. Right. And you know, it's like you, Joy, if you was doing some things that was crazy, if you went through some life changes, and I hope you never do. Right. Uh, Jared's known you since middle school, elementary school. Right. He'll say, no, this ain't the Joy that yeah. I know. This ain't the Joy. He would be that one that would be in the family of friends. Come on, man. Yeah. I know you. You don't need a bunch of yes men in your corner. You, you don't. need somebody you who's don't. telling you the truth. I mean, out of all the people that could have been corralled, Jesus chose 12. Right. So if he chose 12, we're probably going to have one or two. Right. Well, and he also didn't pick the Pharisees. He didn't pick the kings. He didn't pick the, right. the spiritual leaders of the no, time. People who you no. would have thought he would have picked. Right, right, because right. they were so corrupt, m- most of them. Well, right? And that's the that's the message in the Bible, right? Right, and that's the carnal side. And, and how, how easy is that to believe today? It's. I mean, it's <laughs> really look at what's going on yeah. in all of it's, our institutions, yeah. it's real. right? It's yeah. so real. And, you know, and, and back whenever I was pastoring, Whenever they pull pull prayer out of school, to me, it's, and I look at everything through a spiritual light, right? And, and I'm just built that way. It's like the devil said, "Yes, I can get in now. I'm gonna, be, I'm, I'm, in a, I'm gonna get in." And that's exactly what you've seen. You've seen more what school shootings. Mm-hmm. You've seen more. I mean, years ago, I'm older than y'all are. The big thing for us was to prepare for a tornado or a hurricane right. or a fire. Bomb. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now it's active shooter. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We do it all, all day long. I've we been do through all, all kind of active shooter training as a police officer. And they teach us how to how to go in and clear the school, clear the rooms. It's terrible. Yeah. Safeguard the kids. And uh, but that's just I mean, just like the what nature you're saying, of the beast. It yeah. is um, back to a couple of these. I hit one or two more and then we'll move on. Uh, loneliness. Loneliness is a stronghold and can be a bondage. It can lead to an unhealthy, vulnerable state to sacrifice in your values. People who are lonely, the spiritual uh, stronghold of loneliness, we see that where they become a part of groups and, uh, and, and, and people that they normally are not a part Sheeple. of. And, and, and they just, and because they're so lonely, they just are reaching out and this, you know, to, and it goes back to finding the your finding your people. God has to bring your people into your path. Right. Um, we don't make good choices in our flesh. We don't. 
but this is talking about the uh, some of the some of the um, battles that we that we face, and I've got other ones in here too. Prejudice, prejudice is a stronghold and a bondage both because you're dealing with someone, um, and it's not just a, a color prejudice; it's a prejudice in general. It, it can be socioeconomic, right. ethnic, you know, uh, uh, ethnicities or whatever, but it leads it can lead to separation, anger, distrust, and war. Mm-hmm. That's what well, it, that, that's, that, that's every day. That's yeah, going, get that, up, get, that, put your shoes on, going to work every yeah, day. Yeah. So this is the uh, you know the things that I wrote about about these are strongholds. So then after I wrote about them, I wrote even more about them individually here of how God revealed to me. And it's not all inclusive, and I wrote in there it's not all inclusive yeah. because you might have it's to give it's a tool it's right. a tool. Um, you know, a pair of pliers will take a nut off, okay, mm-hmm. but a wrench will take a nut off better. Better, faster. Right. Yeah. right. So, But there's more tools in our tool chest of just human life, but this is a tool, and, and, and that's that's kind of, you know, the, the, the presidents I wrote. Um, relationship mindset, that's a huge one if for people who are single because the relationship mindset uh, is a stronghold, and it can force relationships to move too fast and create pseudo-bonds. So that you think you got a bond, you think this is the real deal because you have a relationship mindset, but you hadn't given it enough time to develop. Well, you can also be addicted to people or a person. You can. Yeah. You right? can. And you it can. can be a very unhealthy thing. Absolutely. Jump in guns blazing and then realize it's not the same person you thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and you've like kind of like you mentioned earlier, Troy, like the um, the couple with the domestic that you said that, you know, the guys beat the woman up. Right, and y'all arrest them before you can even get the paperwork done. And they never leave. They never leave. But, you know, it's there's a thousand scenarios, right? But just say, you know, one of them is, no, he loves me. He really means well. You don't know him. I want to see the good. But it's like you're kind of addicted to him at that point, or or vice versa. You you know, she's addicted to him, he's addicted to her, or both. Yeah. And it's unhealthy all the way around, right? It is. It is, and sometimes, you know, that's why time is a beautiful thing. Because you you can't really get to know someone until some time passes through, right? And you know, and what people who do abusive people, they they know about the spirit world. So what they do is they go in and they lay a foundation uh, that's like so awesome. Okay, so from that point on, when they start the abusive narcissism, then that. The victim always is thinking back to when they the were good. Yeah. They right. they always think back. So all that the the abuser has to do is trigger just one little trigger of roses or something they did when it was yep. good, yep. and then they take them on back and say, you know what, they're going to do better this time. They're going to yeah. be better. Remember the good old days. But it's a cycle, and then you see people who are are tired of it when they make that decision that they're done in their heart and in their head. What happened? God frees them. Right. God allows the accuser or the, the, the offender to be incarcerated or to be, you know, set aside to give them a chance to really get it free. What when what does God say you're you're deep into the scripture? What does he say about uh, I don't want to say walking away from somebody, but when is it time to say I have to protect myself, whether that's the battered wife, whether yeah. that's the family member, when is it enough is enough? And, and where is that at? In, yeah. in the um, well, you know, the true uh, truth is that there's a lot of, of talk in religion when you start getting into religion and you're going to get such a variation of that. Um, but, you know, my philosophy is if you're in a place that is causing me to sin more than I would sin if I got out of it, 
where is the where's the negative of it you know what i'm saying uh if 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 it's going to cause me more sin to stay there then i really need to pray and ask god to find a way to free me meaning yeah. meaning um, like the woman just say for instance she's constantly arguing constantly right. doing stuff herself hitting yeah. him back and right. yelling and screaming and neglecting the letting children see that or whatever right. that's what you're saying like yeah, if, if i were to just leave this would be less sin on my part it's some um, inside it's everything's individual correct yeah, i'm just using right, a generic right, example right, yeah yeah it could yeah. be a thousand different things right because i don't think god wants you because this is a, it goes back to the bible says what god has joined together let no well, one okay so, okay yeah so that's most, kind of my question right so you know? most marriages god don't join people join they make a decision, and they might not be living for God at all, and they might not it ask wasn't him in the beginning. at all. And Is that right, what we're saying? Right. Yeah. They yeah. never acknowledge him and never ask, you know, his, you know, uh, your desire is that you would lay before the Lord and you would pray and say, God, put the person who is my person in my path. Let me build a relationship with them and go with it from there. But most people, I'm human. I didn't either. Most people don't do that because right. we are human. And so then, you know, but that's a that's a controversy uh, The the church will always want you to stay with the person. Right. And and family's going to want you to stay with the person. But then you ask it from the reverse side of it and say, would you you have children? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Would yeah. you want your children to be in an abusive relationship? Absolutely not. Right. right. So so this is where uh, divorce is a sin. It yeah. is hands down. It's a sin. But you know what? It can be forgiven. It can be forgiven, and this is where you got to understand sometimes the forgiveness of a sin and ask God to reboot you, re reconfigure you, put you back on the right path has a, been a, a better benefit right. than to be abused and be killed. And, you know, right. and that's a controversial topic. It is You're going to always and, have controversy with that. And so I guess a, a an easier i'm glad we i'm glad we used that one though because it brought up all those points but an easier example would have been just say like a friendship right, right. like a friend of yours just right. who's constantly borrowing money from you or or you know just whatever disrespecting yeah. you yeah. bringing yeah. you in come bail me out of jail come do this come do that come pick me up from this place and now you're in a bad situation to then when you say hey man i can't go down this road with you anymore enough is enough right that that that, that alleviates yeah. the divorce i'm just gonna pray for it right yeah that's well, all or, I can do. or, or right. when you get your stuff back right again i'll be right here waiting on right you, right and and you don't have to tell them that you you know because some if they're not following that that lineage of of prayer is a vital they thing don't care. they're going to take it as an insult right they, it's going to be judgmental to them it's going to be like oh so you're too good for me now yeah. right you're praying right. for me right. oh yeah you're, you're praying better for me. Than me yeah you're holier than thou now right. right yeah so so you know and the bible even tells us that when we pray we go into a private place and we pray to god and then when we pray in secret and believe and trust god God brings it out in the open. He answers our prayer in the open. So it isn't it what's uh isn't it ta- doesn't it take a group of people to be true prayer? Am I getting that wrong? Not um, that you can't pray directly to God, but isn't there something to, to be said about two or three more people that speak my name? Right. It, it talks about the assembly because there's numbers in in the world. They say there's numbers and power. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the prayer life, there's there there's number and there's power in numbers, in numbers yeah, yeah. And, and because he says forsake not the assembling of yourself because he wants you to come together, okay? Yeah. And people say, you know, well, I don't go to church, and I say, well, you ever stop at Walmart and talk about God to somebody? You ever yeah. encourage somebody? And I even tell people, you know, if it's a real friend 
and they're really struggling, pray with them. Mm-hmm. And say, people say, well, I ain't a preacher. I can't pray. Sure, you can pray. If you have a relationship with God, you can pray. Yeah. Just talk to God like you're talking to Jared. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and just say, God, I don't know what's going on with him, but I know I need you. <laughs> he ain't right. He ain't right. Ain't well, right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. He needs you. Yeah. I yeah. need you. And this is, and we're going to let it go right there, God. Yeah. And, and you know, so so we all can find an excuse or a reason or justification to not but if we really love the person, we really want good for them, genuinely, with all, no alternative motives, yeah, we'll yeah, learn you put prayer. Your neck on line, right. Yeah, right, right. So, 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 talking about the the battles, talking moving into that, um, knowing when the battle started has a lot to do with finding the triggers that cause it to, like you did. So you found the when you realized the battle you had of the, the addiction with tobacco. the tobacco, right. you went back to where the trigger was, and mm. that helped you because that's part of when we identify the trigger. If it's a place, then don't go there. Right. Remember when Jenny went back to the house in Forrest Gump and she threw her threw yeah. her shoes at the house? Do you remember that, Forrest Gump? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. She threw her shoes at it and cried and laid down on the ground and then Forrest bulldozed the house after she died. Yeah, that's yeah. what that makes me think of. Yeah, and I the, love that movie. And that's the same same great. That's a great analogy, but it's real when you identify. So that's why knowing where when the battle started helps you to identify the triggers. Because in part of uh, SISM training, a critical incident stress debriefing and manage, we find the triggers. And so that we reprogram the triggers and we start, you know, finding something that brings a good memory to replace that bad trigger. That's part of the reprogramming. But what about, so this was my job. <laughs> so I was coaching baseball for a little, I was getting paid to do that. So I was walking on a baseball field. I, it's like I couldn't just walk away. Yeah, you see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had to just say, Enough is enough. Yeah. yeah, and some people can say that, and some people can't. You know, right. some people don't have that in them. You could have just walked away, depending on I how how bad. You know, yeah, tobacco yeah, you, is a a milder example versus right. versus. Now, I could have said this is this is interrupting you my do, life. I'm right. going to get well, cancer. I'm not going to coach baseball anymore. I or done or, that. or if you know, for some reason, uh, you were shooting heroin at a baseball field. Well, yeah, that's right? a little different. And, and, well, I'm just saying, though, some people, that's their life, right? right. That's their that's their problem. Yeah. And it's like, uh, but I work here, and I can't like like say for a rock star. Right, yeah. Troy, you play Musician. music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 I think in Nikki Six, yeah. he was banging heroin. Right, you know. Now, granted, whatever his story ended up being, and whether he's clean something, neither here nor there. But you could be a musician and say, "Hey, I can't be in these. I can't walk I can't, away. I can't yeah. go to yeah. these clubs. I can't be in this yeah. environment. I can't even do this because if I do, I, I'm going to want to use heroin." Yeah. Right, God, different. God will always make a way when you have a real desire to be free. Uh, because there's a lot of musicians that move to the studio. Correct. Because Correct. They, and and coaches, you can move to uh, a school and and do your same job. So sometimes we do have to remove ourselves if right. we want to be free and we want a, a reboot, a, uh, re, a change. I've watched a Phil Anselmo uh, interview the other day, and he talked about having to try to remove himself from that because of actual heroin. He screwed it up a ton of times. Yeah. But I bring that up to say the resentment that you will then face yeah. from the people yeah. that you used to hang out with, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that whether they want we you to do, do drugs all the time, well, you're not cool well, anymore, even if, bro. Even if they don't want you to do heroin, <laughs> yeah. it's just like, well, just don't do the heroin, yeah. but come and hang out like we do, yeah. which can't would do be it. great, but not for everybody, right? right? And that goes Some back, people can't drink a beer without ex- going that, straight to a needle. Right. And so that's the big, that's the big nomenclature with alcohol and with, with things. 
that people can do uh, that in, in moderation, okay, where people can't. They say, well, uh, I can. I said, well, you know, I mean, that's between you and your battle. If you right, right, right. If you if you can't, you know, have a, a, a glass of wine before you go to bed, occasionally leave it alone. Stay away from it. The Bible says to abstain from the appearance of evil. So society and Hollywood has got evil is always uh, hell or, or stones or t- de- devils or demons. Right. Well, if it's anything that pulls you from good, it will lead to evil. If it pulls you down that path. Right. So it, it don't. Cigarettes, alcohol, any, internet, any, any of that stuff. That's going to, if you have an addictive personality where you, you feel like you, you've got to have something like the Israelites did. Then you need to you need to you need to back away right. and and uh, and and so you've got to know your own battles. That, you've got to know what you can and can't do. That takes self awareness, and it, then that yes. takes will. It that's does. the pr- I think that's, that's the, the first step part. towards fixing your problem. Whether the, well, you got to admit it first. You got to admit you have. And that's one, the twelve right. step stuff, right? That, that but, is. but but forging that will. I think so many people's wills are so weak or so right when, yeah, when you go yeah. down to the bottom of a barrel whatever that is a bottle of a bo- bottom of a bottle or again yeah. you know whatever your thing is your will is eroded it is it is and like you said it starts off feeling good right it, it it's does. great you know the the perfect analogy god gave me years ago about how sin looks and how sin develops is one of my favorite movies, the censored version, okay, of the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I love that. <laughs> you know, there's a non-censored version where Grandma's cussing, and I, it really blew me away. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a censored version, but I, I love the where he made the turkey. Yeah. Okay, so this is the way uh, that Satan, the devil, presents sin to us. It looks so good on the outside. It's so moist and so luxurious. And, and you know, it's like the best-looking turkey you've ever seen in your yeah. life. And what happens immediately you when you open the, it, yeah. it's raw. It's yeah. raw. And the Bible says that, that, that our selfish ways leads us into sin, and, and it leads us away from the truth whenever it's all about me. It's all yeah. about I, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that's, I mean, that's important. And the Bible calls it. Uh, it's in Corinthians. It talks about uh, we need to examine ourselves. And when you examine yourself, you know, as a nurse and nurse mm-hmm. CRNA, uh, when you examine something, it's more than just a brief. Uh, and Jared can tell you if you do, if you just briefly look at a patient, you can get yourself in some trouble, right? Big time. So when you examine something, you've got to go through it thoroughly. Process, you've yeah. got to go through it thoroughly. You've got to evaluate it for what it looks like. You've got to evaluate some of the history, uh, uh, some of the uh, some of the, what's being subjective data and objective data, things we see, things we hear. And, and you've got to evaluate uh, how well it is. And the Bible talks the same thing. Examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. You've got to be real. Can I handle that coffee? Can I handle, you know, one glass of wine occasionally? And if somebody feels like they can't, then stay away from Walk it. Walk away from it. You got to yeah. leave it alone. And and I'm not I'm not saying that everybody needs to drink because it's not about that. It's right. about uh, God don't want anything to have control over your life. He gave He gave man when He created man. He gave him dominion. Okay, mm-hmm. and over the birds of the air, over the sea, and the creatures in the sea, and the land, and the garden. So if we have dominion, we're not designed for something in this world to have control of our behavior. What is it? What is the quote about in the eyes of God that uh, all sin is equal? Um, 
You know, God looks at sin from the angle of presence or absence, Mm -hmm. where a lot of people, men, want to gauge and and say, your sin's worse than my sin. So I I read, this ain't even mine, but I read it years ago, and it made so much sense. It's a, a God sees sin as a as a, a a pilot sees buildings from the roof from the sky. You can't tell how tall it, they are, right? You can't see how tall they are. You either see them or you don't, right? And that's the way God is. He's a black and white. It's either you have sin, you need to repent, and yeah. you need to. Like, I or, drink, but that dude does heroin, so I'm right, better than him. Right, you right, know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, that's the it flesh. That's yeah. the right. flesh justifying. Right. It's trying to just, it's sort of your flesh is searching for justification so you can stay doing what you want to do and still have some kind of peace. Yeah. But really in your heart, you don't have no peace because that's the person that's always, uh, you know, at, at wit's end or chaos or, you know, they don't have any peace. And, you know, peace is priceless. God's the yeah. author of peace. If you don't have peace, it's it's a sad world. It is yeah. a sad place. Do you, do, oh. do you feel like you feel more peace <clears throat> right now than you did when you were going through your tribulations that you kind oh, of. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. 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 You know, and the Bible says there's seasons, times and a season for everything. Um, so we go through things to make us stronger, to make us better. And sometimes God allows us, you know, I, I wrote. Um, there's two wills of God. A lot of people don't understand what that means. There's two wills. There's a permissive will and a perfect will. A permissive will is he permits us to do things that are not good for us at times. He allows it. He allows things in the world. People say, why does children get abused? Right. And why does children die and people die young and stuff? You know what? I don't know the answers to that, but I know <laughs> God, God's got a permissive will but I, I can tell you the other side of his permissive will is a perfect will. He's got a plan. It might You don't know who it's for, and you don't know how the blueprint of it, but that's where, and I wrote in the book, you have to get closer to him as the author of your life plan if you want to know more about the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah. and that's what it's all about. Everything in life is to bring us back with a closer walk with God. It ain't going to take anything from us. He's not going to take anything that we really enjoy that's not harmful. Right. Uh, you just think in your life. So so, so going back to the book, um, your first step, you know, uh, I laid it out. You know, our first step is uh, is is what do we say? Uh, things we say. It's important. And, and people, you know, you have to be careful because sometimes people will say things derogatory are hurtful and you don't never know sometimes in the company of of you even though you might be saying i might be saying it to you i don't know his past and it might affect him if i be a trigger right it might be a trigger so we got to be you just got to be mindful if you're trying to to build people up and you know and and i'm not saying that you need to walk around paying attention to everything you say your whole life right but definitely if you don't start somewhere and to try to have a better vocabulary you know to 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 be an encourager instead of a a degregator or pull away you know Mm -hmm. um so so um how we what we say how do we spend our time how do we share our resources what is our priorities i wrote all about this in in the book because this this these are ways that God is evaluating your heart as we sh- show him the things we say, that the things we put our time into, what we share our resources. Do we help somebody uh, or, or do we not? You know, and so these are ways that God's evaluating our heart. 
because he knows he knows what we do he knows how we think and so when we do these things we're showing him yeah i'm really ready to be free of that god i'm ready to be done with that you know i'm putting myself in a better group of people Mm -hmm. i'm trying to think better i'm trying to do better i'm trying to go back to school whatever it is you know and when you do these things your priorities and stuff you're showing to god you want to overcome and and when i want i want to i'm going to back up and say it's not just addictions it's not just bondages and strongholds and stuff overcoming a better life is important god wants us to have a better life and that's the scripture of the foundation it says that the thief came to kill steal and destroy but jesus came that we would have life abundantly so abundant life is joy doing things we enjoy having fun right but it's keeping god at the focal point right if that makes any sense mm-hmm. uh, yeah. so that's your road to overcoming um and then i dove into just a little bit more about uh, who are the family and friends of believers and i talked about uh, one analogy i read on uh, um, um, on someone's shirt it says just because i stand in the garage don't make me a car and so i wrote about <laughs> that you know so so yeah. don't don't just you know just because you're in church and the people are in church and and this is the place you know where god's word is that might not be your people that god's got for you well and and you know not to stereotype or whatever because everybody's different but <clears throat> there are a lot of people who are in church every week every weekend that are the most judgmental the right. most quick to to make it about themselves or i mean i've met a couple of those people and it's like man for as much as you say you know and do <laughs> again not to be judgmental right. but but i'm human and you see it yeah you know and it's yeah. like damn and that, I think that's a lot why people are going to the non-denominational it, churches. I think and, that's part of and it. I think yeah. it has some contributors in it because I've even seen churches that were deep in denomination would take the denomination out of their sign. We've had several that would be, you know, like there was one church in Sarah Land. It was uh, um, um, North Mobile Baptist. Yeah. And then they took out completely and, and brought in a whole new name that was totally, it didn't have Baptist. It didn't ah, have the denomination. Because of the baggage that right, they carry. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. because, because if, if you've been hurt by a church of a denomination, you're not going to go, yeah. okay? So think in the bigger, let's, let's think about being kingdom-minded instead of being church-minded. Right. Because okay? God, he owns the whole, he owns everything, cattle on a thousand hills and everything. So if you're kingdom-minded, he's looking out for the souls of the folks he created, us, mm-hmm. all of us. So if you've been hurt at a church, the denomination, you're going to steer away from every church that's got that yeah, denomination, correct. okay? But there might be a church in that denomination that don't act the same way. Right, right, right. And that might be where God needs you at that season, mm-hmm. for not just for you to get better with you, but you might find... Uh, uh, joey there and he might be your person and he might see you and say oh man it's cool to have a dude here right you know it's been all these ladies and you know and it's good to have a dude we can go fishing and and do fun stuff you know and build that bond you mentioned it with your chaplain about being a chaplain and a cop wanting to talk to a cop Mm -hmm. you know we've dealt with uh the tackle 22 tackle 22 it's uh veterans it's a veteran um service that that takes other veterans that might be struggling with suicide or thoughts or whatever to, to go fishing yeah. yeah and and their thing is yeah. is we can either not say a word to each other about the issue and we'll just fish and talk about fishing or we can go as deep as you want to right. what's bothering you yeah. right now and it just makes me think of, w- yeah. of what yeah. you're talking it, about it's somebody who's been in their shoes like, correct I'm, I'm a captain i can take those guys fishing 
we can't relate. Right. Joe's never been to war. You I've know never what I mean? been in their boots. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and, outside of marriage, that's a war. Right. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> Fight it every day. <laughs> and, and it's totally you're totally on t- a target with it because what happens is when I know if I've got something <laughs> on my heart, I'm human, so we're human. Yeah. And I need to get it off. If I can be in the presence of someone who is not going to be critical, judgmental, or condescending, or belittling, or anything negative, then guess what? I need to unload it. That's yeah. that's what we design, you know. So I I, I wrote out judgment. What is judgment? Because people like you say to answer your question about the folks who go to church every Sunday and act like heathens mm-hmm. all week long. There was Pharisees and Sadducees, right. and Jesus talked a lot about them and yeah. stuff. And there was a lot more Pharisees and Sadducees than we know about. It was the only time in the Bible people ever said that he might have sinned was when he tore up the temple, right? Because yeah. of the same thing, yeah, the I mean, same situation. Right, because he knew the dishonesty mm. that was going to take place. When that they was start, taking place. Right. When right. They, when they, he said, when tear they, it all down, start over. Yeah, when they barter and trade, right. and somebody, it's not, honesty's out the door and deception. That's a that's a huge sin, deception. Uh, deception was actually, to me, this is where I wrote, it's one of the first sins that ever was, it ever was, because when Satan was in, uh, Lucifer was in heaven, he deceived himself first to well, think he yeah. could think he was God. Right. Then he deceived one third of the angels, and then they had, once God seen it, had conceived in their hearts that they believed it, that deception, he had to kick them out. Cast them out. Right. So what was the first sin we know recorded in the Bible? In the garden. It, when the, the when the snake yeah. or the serpent deceived Adam and Eve that surely they shall not die right so deception and that's still the very prominent in in life we do today judgment deception and so what I wrote out what judgment judgment is an opinionated verbal observation of a situation or an individual so when people say I'm not judging them but they are judging them <laughs> if they're given an opinionated uh, you know well, what I'm saying? I think it comes from intent. There's no way to give someone advice without judging their situation. It's just a matter of what do you mean by that uh, word? And, and what is your intent when right. you deliver the message? And that I can say, everything. hey, Troy, you're you're really doing this and this and that and this. I have to have made it a calculated assessment yeah. of what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not doing it with my nose or my pinky in the air. Right. Yeah. And and I'm better than you. That's right. the difference. And that's motive. It right. got, it's all in the motive. Right. Um. So I moved on through the book and I talked about um, becoming a member as far as the salvation, basically. And, you know, God revealed to me a very unusual way of salvation uh, where um, the Bible says God calls. So in our hearts, he calls us and says, "Okay, um, I feel empty. I feel alone. I feel like I need something. I'm not getting in this world. So God puts that call. And then when he puts a call in our hearts, we have to answer and say, yes, God. I'm a sinner and uh, and I'm I'm alone and I right. feel like I need something and and so that's the I broke it out into four parts um the call the answer when we admit that we that we that we are lost yep. and uh, the repentance repentant means that I change what I'm doing and and I wrote in the book I call it the R and R of the Christian walk repentance and return to God so when you repent you turn from whatever you're doing that's wrong and but then you have to return to the source that's going to give you better life. Where do you go now? Right. You, right. And that's the return to God. Right. Uh, and then the fourth section is the walk. The Bible says that you work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. It's a process that will be your entire life. 
of walking it out, of just of learning and well, growing and, 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 and doing what you're supposed to be doing. That, to me, in my mind, that goes back to the to the working out analogy. Mm-hmm. Like you got to pay rent every day. You have to. It's it's does it, you do, there day. is there's no uh, there's no spiritual awakening. I don't think that's just oh I got it and then that's the end of it. That maybe death. <laughs> you right, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But you're gonna have Instant to continuously work at that, and and you're gonna be consistently consistently bombarded with things trying to the turn world? you the yeah Absolutely. in the other direction. Ab- yeah. And I think it's more of a spectrum. Yeah. Right. And then like you I was, maybe you were saying earlier, like I, I hope he looks at like you were mostly right. <laughs> Yeah. Or you were more right than you, you were, were above wrong. the line you know, more times right, than you were right, right, right. Line. He's like, well, I mean, yeah. you see right there, like yeah. you was way. Like, you were negative <laughs> ten yeah. here, but I mean, you was good. Brought it right? back up. Brought it back up. You right. was trying. Right yeah. when you strive, and when part of striving is we identify that when we fall short, we say, "God, I made a mistake. Help me. Right? Yeah. Forgive me." And that's all it is to it. And people think that it's big spectacle. And th- no, it's just identifying that when you examine, you examine yourself, you identify I'm not doing something right here. You know, then you say, help yeah. me, God, do what's right. It, it, the it, difference it, is, is going to 10 and saying, God, I'm sorry, and going back up and not just going back to 10 again and I'm sorry and I'm 10 right, again. Well, and I got to float above the line. That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah. going to say, but you, I think you bring up a good point. If you keep doing that at the 10, the negative 10, I'm, yeah. so I'm sorry. And then back yeah, to 10, I'm, I'm sorry. You were never really, I don't, I mean, maybe, but people always ask, what about like uh, the worst criminal you've ever heard of? And Jeffrey Dahmer, remember he got yeah. saved right before he was put to death. You remember Jeffrey right. Dahmer, serial killer? Mm-hmm. Um, and people were like, well, can he go to heaven? You know, and I don't think any of us know the answer to that. But what I always would think about is, is that you can say whatever you want with your mouth. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can say I'm sorry. Some people are, the more narcissistic you are, the better of an actor Snakes. you are, <laughs> yeah. right? You can yeah. really convince people. Yeah. But yeah. I think that the Lord... He knows. He knows true judgment. Your, he well, knows he knows what's in your heart. He knows, and what's that's in your the heart. difference. And yeah. some people are really good at being able to pick that out, but yeah. but not like him. You yeah. know what I mean? And and, and those people, uh, if like, would you say Lucifer deceived himself first? Yes. Right. So yes. they deceive their own self. They do. You know. They so do. so they don't even know. Thinking there's something else. Yeah. Or that they were truly sorry. Right. There's a yeah. difference to watch somebody be whatever you want to call it in life bad. Uh, not on the right path, whatever, and have a redemption in themselves and know that they messed up yeah, yeah. from, from, from tobacco to the worst anything, thing anything, to murderers, anything, right. Anything. That, that go, Hey, I was wrong. Okay. I was living wrong. And they're better people now. Yeah, I totally agree. You know? And and this is where you got to be careful that the, to kind of like what we talked about. Why do we evaluate whether they went to heaven or whether they didn't? Okay. We're not going to follow that path. So it, it's easy for us to get into judgment. Um, can people be forgiven? Yes, they can. But I don't want to get deep into whether he's going to be forgiven or not. I need to focus Both on me. me. Right. Right. Is it right. really right. irrelevant to yeah. you? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is it going to affect your daily walk? Right. Is it going to affect your relationship with God? Is it going to affect your relationship other with than, your wife? Other than knowing that that forgiveness is possible? It's possible. That's, that would yeah. be yeah. the only well, thing and, that would And he, God proved it on the cross. Correct. He proved the criminal on the cross, the thief on the cross. Right. He did that to show the church, the world, the church. When you say the church, it ain't a building. A lot of people right. think the church is right. a building. It's, it's a the congr- body. It's the body of believers. Yeah, right. And and so he did it because he said, "Today you'll be with me in paradise." Right, right but yeah. not as a sh- not as a parlor trick because that guy genuinely was felt realized his wrongs. That's exactly right. He was genuine, like what you're correct. saying. Yeah. Correct. And, and the, there's there's a, a head lamenting. Of of, of 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 grieving of your wrongs, mm-hmm. and there's a real heart, a deep Correct. heart lamenting. 
And that when you when you really grieve your sins, Mm. God sees that and he knows you want to be forgiven and cleansed and a new a new start to reboot. He'll give it to you. And how you will identify that, as I wrote in the book, the fruits, you'll know the Holy Spirit will dwell in you because the fruits and the gifts will be in your life. I'm going to take a huge curveball right here. I hope you're ready for this Uh, because it because it's what I'm thinking about. So. I've been I've read a lot of books here recently and watched a lot of shows about uh, a lot of the psychedelic movement uh, drugs that are being used in a clinical setting to try and reset people's psychology of thought, right? And that doing certain things, uh, psilocybin being one of them. There's a there's an organization out right. Uh, no, no, full blown. These are put them in full like coma blown dosing. Yeah, uh, to help people with PTSD. You you mentioned it earlier about not remembering an event in the negative light, mm-hmm. but learning how to process that. Reprogramming. Reprogramming. Trainers. And they are, there's a lot of studies out there now, even books that I've read about going back to like the, the ancient Greeks, that they use this as a part of their religious ceremonies to help recalibrate, reset people. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want to go too far here, but make a connection with the spirit world. I know that's super taboo right now, right, especially right. in any type of you know Christian church. Yeah. Uh, but there is that out there. Have Have you heard of anything like that or thought um, about that? No, and because I didn't, I ain't really hyper focused on it. Right. Um, I believe that God will use various things to give you another a reboot. Right. I think He allows medicine to be created. He gives men and women the knowledge to create and to use it. Uh, but I think in the end of it is he's to be glorified. Thank you, God, for allowing. Because we used, to, I used to tell people, he said, "Well, I'm, the doctor heal me. Well, the doctor's going to prescribe you something. He's not going to heal you. Surgeon's going to cut something out. He's not going to heal you. But God is the one that can speak to your tissue and your atoms and molecules in your at the at the molecular level to create healing and create restoration. So. And, and I think God desires the credit for what, whatever it is that resets a person to reprogram that trigger and can put them on the right path. And the people that I hear talk about that also say that it, it typically only allows the person to be uh, a, a level of self-awareness or self-reflection that they weren't otherwise getting, but then you have to put in the work afterwards. Right. It's, not, so it's still, not a magic bullet. No, it ain't right? a magic. It's just, it's just to be just able to find you now. Walk, Some people don't know path. how bad they are yeah, or they how don't, they don't. selfish they are they don't, they right don't. and certain things like that they say or, or uh, can can they can finally realize like oh like see themselves outside of themselves looking back in yeah right yeah and then begin the work that they yeah. need to do well we don't know we're on a um, we're going down the wrong road in life until what happens we become lost yeah. yeah we don't know we think it's the right road it looked like you're seeing the same things you know well self-awareness is different in everybody it too, is. right right it's and individual. it's a huge thing it's all you need. It, it's totally individualized it right. is and and that's um and that brings us so that so we was talking about the the battles and stuff so then um i broke i broke out the the the, the family and friends of god being a member and stuff and now it comes to the power. Where do we get power? We, once we realize that you've connected, God's connected you two together, you're going to be prayer partners. You're going to be partners. That's, you're able to, as the Bible says, confess your sins, confess your faults, and pray for one another. And, you know, we once you identify who your family and friends are, are, of God are, then you got to say, where's the power going to come from? We don't have power to change anybody. We don't have power as humans. We can only give what we have. I can only give you what I have. I don't have the power. So then this is where God revealed to me 
the power comes from the cross of Christ. When Jesus was crucified, the Bible talked about two events happening when he was crucified. And I wrote, they said that the rocks rent, split open, where you could see the heart of the rock, mm-hmm. and the ground quaked. The, the, so, and whenever Jesus' power, when he gave up the ghost, the power transferred available to earth for us. So we have power that came to us when he surrendered his life on the cross. And then the Bible says at the simultaneous timing of that, the veil was rent in the temple. What that means, the, the veil that separated the regular folks from the Holy of Holy. Mm-hmm. So when God allowed the veil to be rent, it torn, it split down the middle. That gave us access so this is where once we have a, a body of believers looking out for each other, you know, then we send them to the power, the access, the power and access to God. God's the one that has the power that we need to overcome things. And and he, God even revealed, and I wrote a little bit about it, the colors of the veil had a meaning. And, and God, he laid it all out. So he has the power. He gives us the power and we get the power by believing in 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 a, a relationship with Christ. Um, it's not about a church denomination, and that's the difference in thinking and believing the kingdom minded and being church minded. Mm-hmm. Um, right, and and that's that's huge. Church the building, yeah, right. Not church the group of people, right? Ex- exactly. Sit yeah. there on Sunday in a pew, right? And because that's that's important. If you've been hurt, if you've never been hurt. That's fine. If you've ever been hurt, though, that trigger is going to go off. Mm-hmm. And even now that you don't do uh, scold or dip or whatever it was, mm-hmm. if you you get around a field, you're going to think about that. Correct. You still do mm-hmm. because that's just we're wired like that. Right. That's, yeah. We're humans. Yep. Uh, so that's that's why knowing we're the power. So then whenever you come to me and say, I'm struggling, I need power, then I'm going to pray for God to give you the power. I'm, I'm not going to empower you. I'm not going to be the one to say, I can right. heal you. I can fix you. I can save you. No, I don't. Uh, my, prayer, my my existence is to pray for you. And it kind of, uh, I might have skipped over it, but uh, it's um, the things here in, in, in the chapter. It talks about what is my role. I did. I skipped over it. So, so what is my role? My role, God showed me there's four components that we are the first one is we're to love one another you gotta love one another and it ain't like the filet love like the world talks about love and how hollywood talks about right it's the bible lays it out in first corinthians it talks about uh love is patient be patient with your brother love is kind be kind to your brother whoever this may be right it does not envy it's not puffed up it, it don't gloat on wrong right and, you know when he falls down you don't gloat and be like oh he broke his leg yeah you know yeah, pick it back up yeah. right right and so this is the love that, that that god calls us to show one another and we show it to people who are easy to love but do we show it to people who are hard to love there's some people who because of the trauma and the things they've went through in life, they're very hard to love. Right. We deal with it in medicine all the time. Yeah. And they have a if they have a God complex, they're so hard to love. Yeah. And it's easier to be it's easier to say, you know what, I, I hope you got a flat tire when you get out yeah, there. I ain't worried about I mean, yeah, 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 I mean yeah, yeah. it's easier, but it's harder to show the love. And this is where God calls us it love the ones that, that persecute you. Right. Then God sees your heart. Mm-hmm. So loving loving each other and and and, and um 
supporting one another. This is the other thing it says. It might be, might, might be financial or it might just be a support of an idea or when you created doing this podcast, you know, it, it's probably you might have had the idea or he had the idea and you supported the other one. So you supporting one another in your ideas and your adventures and your goals. And so that's part of that's what you do. You support one another. Right. Um, the exhorting one another is encouragement. You bring them positive, half full, encourage them one another and say, you know, you got this, man. You can you can overcome this. You can do this. And the, and and I'm relating to y'all because I'm talking to y'all. Right. Yeah. But it's marriage. It's, it's, it, it's yeah. it applies uh, family to, members. Whatever. Yeah. Anybody. And then uh, of course, the, when you're talking about encouragement, there's two types of encouragement. There's a worldly, and this is where you gotta evaluate where the power comes from as a person, because a worldly encouragement says, yeah, you know, he he did you wrong, brother. You need to go get him. You right. know, that's not the encouragement God desires for us. Uh, a godly encouragement is that you know what. Uh, brother, we're just going to pray for him, you know, yeah. because he did wrong and God will convict him. And when God convicts him, there ain't nothing worse than a good, a good, wholesome God conviction because mm. it burns down in your heart. Right. You should have done something or you should not have done something. And it's going to burn in your heart till you correct it. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are the things. And the, the fourth one, of course, we talked about prayer. Prayer is a powerful thing. And you do it in silence, in your quietness. God reveals it, breaks it out. And if we'll do our part, leave the rest to God, that's how people overcome. A lot of times people want to do more. They think, Americans think, the more is better. More money I get, the better. When you evaluate it, you didn't really, you don't have a whole lot more money now than you did years ago because now you got more stuff. So you really ain't got yeah, more. More bills. You got more bills. More money, more problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so more in American sense of thought is not always better. Right. So, so well, that's the material wor- right. world as it, well. And that's where a lot of people right. live. And, and, oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah, judge yeah. him. We've all well, been there. Well, I'm just saying people think like I got, he's got more than me and they probably mean financial resource or capability. House, but there's a lot home. of people who are, millionaires billionaires that didn't have a loving mother or a father yeah, or don't ever yeah. experience a loving wife or yeah. or true tr- things that really matter genuine. you know what i mean yeah, and genuine. so in that sense they're they're poorer Poor. than you yeah exactly well and it breaks my heart but it's it's so deep one of the people that and don't never you know let people come off like they're always happy and jolly and and you can just feel in your spirit that I hope they're okay because that sometimes can it's be a facade. Cover. Yeah, a facade. Yeah, facade. Yeah. Because look at Robin Williams. Yeah. We, we all thought yeah. he was the happiest man. Funny guy. Yeah. Always happy. You know he's loaded with money. He's probably got more money. We've got hair. Uh, but you see what happened. Yeah. Because well, he struggled with addiction. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I knew that he struggled with time. depression. And alcoholism. And, bad. Okay. I he didn't. told a story one time. He was sober for a long, I don't know. It was like some stupid number, like eight to ten years. Uh, I remember watching this interview. He walks into a gas station and sees one of those tiny bottles of liquor mm. tiny one said he'd been sober for years and doesn't know why when he saw that one he was just like just this one i'm i got it i've been sober cracked it open he said it was like five days later he he had blacked out he went on a like bender coke Binge, yeah. alcohol everything wow. it took him five days before he sobered back up wow. yeah that that's just how he that. was yeah. With it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah he also struggled with hair too he yeah. was a hairy well, guy. He had a lot of hair. Like, <laughs> yeah. so we don't know what people are going through right and right. and so if we'll do our part and then leave the rest to God. Yeah. And not always try to fix them. Cause yeah, I always do your it, job. Yeah, do just do what God, these yeah. four, that's why I wrote out the four tools. Because when we do more, sometimes we become an enabler. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah. can, we can mask what, what God, because he's trying to teach somebody something. 
and we don't want them to struggle. But then guess what? You become who you are because of your struggles. Right. And so sometimes struggle makes us better. And that's where when you see them struggling too far, then you reach down and you encourage them. You lift them up and you and you support them and encourage them. Um, so it's just just doing your part. Um, but back to the um, back to the book. I don't give the whole book away. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah. I, I see you got a couple more on there. Yeah. yeah. Tell, hit, hit it with us. Tell me what's that last. Well, point it talks about uh, the evidence of the Holy Spirit. So that's the, the that's so, a big one. That's a big one. So he said the the family and friends of God are at the bottom. The cross of Christ is where power comes from. And once I've got a support system and I got the power to overcome, then I need to, like you said, a reboot. I need to get back on the right track. So the Bible says the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth. It brings all things to our remembrance. And and so this is part of God's Holy Spirit. Holy, God's Holy Spirit has been here from the beginning. When the Bible was was written, it said God created the world. And it said in his spirit hovered over all the creation so it was it was already here but it wasn't accessible as we know the holy spirit until after jesus died on the cross and he said i'll send you a comforter someone that you'll be able to have a personal relationship with that will bring these elements in your life that will bring the messenger the messenger brings back to remembrance that will lead you into truth and stuff and so that's what people your part your 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 partner, I don't mean it like your your wife or husband, but your prayer partner. Right. They, we need to see the evidence of the Holy Spirit in their life, not in a judgmental way, but just to identify. The Bible says, you know, a tree by the fruit it bears. Right. We don't judge the tree by the bark or the leaf. We we judge it by the fruit that when we see fruit. So then I wrote about what the fruit was, and and so that one 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 thing I wrote about this pretty unique. God showed me is the fruits of the holy spirit and he showed me who they're for so that we think it's all for us but it was not all for us for example love is for you and it's for others uh joy is for you and for others peace just for you Mm -hmm. um kindness is for you and others long suffering is just for you uh faithfulness is just for you and god revealed all of them and i wrote out in all of them mm-hmm. who it's for so we'll know and if you look at these fruits we have them you have them peace joy you see it kindness goodness you kind each other yeah and i think like you mentioned earlier each time you get away from that moral north star christ right? god whatever it is in your life those things start to get Less and less, right? Yeah, exactly. Less peace, right. less joy, you, less uh, people in exactly. your life. Exactly. You start, and that should you be start like, losing your fruit. Well, it's, it's the canary yeah. in the coal mine, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. a, you're so blinded usually by whatever the vice or whatever the... It could be rage. We didn't even yeah. say that. Like it could be an emotion. You can yeah. be addicted to rage. You yeah. know, or always perceiving everything as an aggression towards you. Mm-hmm. Those things start to change and start to it disappear. Does. Yeah. It does. And so I divided it in between the, the fruits and the gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, God places the gifts where he feels like they're needed. And so it's not going to be the same. And, and you're not going to really have a, a big say in it because he knows what he needs. You you know, and I wrote in the book about in prayer, you know, be careful because I when I counseled, I'd have people, they'd say, you know, uh, 
uh, Pastor, we need to pray our money. <laughs> we broke. Yeah. I mean, we broke. We, <laughs> yeah. I said, well, you know, I'm going to pray that God will supply your need. He probably ain't going to give and, you no money. And, 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 and then, <laughs> but then on the other side of that, I learned from someone else and that's closely tied to them. Well, it's the reason I don't have no money is because they're always buying this and always right. buying this. Right. Gambling right. or right. drinking. So, so we need to pray for the real issue. Being broke was the symptom. Yeah. It, was. it wasn't the problem. Exactly. Right. So this is where... God knows this better than we do. So when we pray for God to help them, that's kind of uh, say whatever they need. Yeah, he, know, he may not make them win the lottery, but because but because he, that could be bad for them. Exactly. Right? You see what exactly. I mean? Yeah. But he'll give them a good career and a good job to be yeah. able to provide for the family if they're willing to accept. Yeah. It if they're willing, and put a roadblock right there by the gas station just, where they buy scratch off right. tickets. Every exactly. <laughs> there you go. Well, so, and they're wondering why. Yeah, this why? Happens. I can't like, buy these scratch off tickets. Back, he's, yeah, like, he's like, hey man, you, there it is. Just don't know himself instead of God. He goes self. That happens. It's real. And so I put the role of the Holy Spirit. I wrote it all out. The Comforter, like you talked about the comforter convicts the world of sin and, and righteousness and judgment uh leads us into all truths and uh and brings christ's remembrance and teaches us all things whenever i study for a test you know i do my part i read and i mm-hmm. study because i just took my boards my rnfa boards yeah and passed and, congratulations and thank you yes, yeah yes. Way to go. And, uh, yeah it was hey I, I just i'm just old country boy i just try to do my part so i studied right. for like four months and i said okay god I need the Holy Spirit to bring me back the answers of the things that I studied. I stored right. it in, and I studied. Now I need your help. So, and but then, you put in the work. Though. I put that's in what, the work. That's what people. Mm-hmm. I, every time I hear things like like that's what comes in my brain first too. It's like, and that doesn't mean that you are better than the Holy Spirit or, no, or no, God. No. But you have to put in the work. You got to put you in the work. Because some people just sit there and say, "Well, I prayed for it, and nothing happened." <laughs> well, what did you do? Yeah. Well, I mean, I prayed for. It. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I like, prayed to pass what, this test. I didn't look right. at the book. Did you look I at the book? For it. No. It's like that's not how that works. Right. You know, just put on your head. Yeah. Right. Right. Osmosis. Right. Osmosis. It's not. No, it don't work like that. But I have people tell me, you know, far witnessing other people you know that when they become a christian and they want to witness and and you know because that's one of the things god calls us to go either for in all nations and teach the things that i've taught them you know i taught you in the bible and they say i want to be a witness and i want to share you know these things of the bible and 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 i can't share them like you i said well have you studied the bible right well no but i went to church and i didn't ask you went to church (laughs) church is great but you got to study the Bible because the Bible says hide the word of God in your heart that you might not sin against God. So when you read and you hide his word in your heart, then when it comes time for me to share an encouragement word, I can share that because it's hid in my heart mm-hmm. and he brings it to my remembrance. You just regurgitate it. Yeah. And I can regurgitate. But if I don't put it there, it won't be there. Right. And so God has even shown me in some of the writings, you'll see some of the Bible but I don't precedent and say the Bible says always. A lot of it I do because it's a Bible-based tool. But some things I just share the goodness of God and the things we're to do. And I don't attach it to a scripture because it's available to all of us. And um, so that's that's pretty much wraps it up. And, t- and I talk about, um, you know, allowing the spirit to lead you and what you got to do. Steps to surrender. You got to have an active prayer life. We're near the end of the book. And um how many pages you got there? It's a paperback, right? Paperbacks, 160. 160? Yeah. That's a comfortable read. Um, yeah. yeah. Develop good habits. That's an important thing. Even when, you know, I tell people that you say, well, I went to that church one time and I didn't feel nothing. Well, you're not. You're not going to feel nothing <laughs> yeah. because 
God needs to see where your heart like, is before like going to the gym one time and right, I, I right. didn't lose any weight. Same theory. Same theory. Yeah. One day. Yeah. yeah. He don't reveal his plan to you until you reveal your heart to him. That's the way God works. When you reveal your heart to him, then he will re- start revealing increments of his plan in your life. And because he needs to see and and developing good good habits and you know, devotions, reading your Bible, spiritual things. You talk about being an old country boy. <clears throat> I think about it like if you've ever been in a creek, if you ever try to swim against the current, <laughs> it's pretty hard. It is. Right? It's going to cause you a lot of extra work, yeah. and yeah. it's difficult, and it might kill you. It, oh, yeah. But if you ever just, turn it around and go with the flow, and, yeah. and that analogy could be bent and misconstrued, but yeah. If, yeah. It, if you're using that current as a as an analogy towards doing right and trying to live right, yeah. things can get a lot easier. And it's not the easiest. It's not. It's not. But and and and, and you still got snakes and yes, sticks right. and, and rocks and everything and, else. And people from the bank throwing stuff at yeah. you. Like it's not yeah. uh, end all be all no, cure no, no. all. But but it's it the the end result is where do you want to be in life? Right. And it and if it means that I I, I want to go downstream to go with the current, I might have to launch at a higher place in the river and to get closer to God so I can go and still end up in the same place. So if I want peace in my life and if I want joy in my life, I got to go to the source where it right. comes from. Yeah. And it don't come from the world. It comes from the word of God. And so that's why this tool is to send you back to the, to the Bible and develop getting his, then the, the very last, the very last part before the conclusion says, get in his presence. That's get in the presence of God and just say, you know what, God, I messed up. I made mistakes, but I want to do right. And I want yeah. I want I want peace and joy, and I want a good life. I want abundant life. Well, yeah. it, you're, it definitely can tell that it com- your, your book and your that message that you're trying to convey comes from a good place. It Absolutely. comes from a lot of life experience. You yeah. know, yeah. I don't feel yeah. like you're just uh, you know writing some stuff down. Yeah, and saying, that you hey, haven't lived me. it. Maybe yeah. made a mistake of your own. Oh, I've made a and, lot. And, and genuinely want to help have. other yeah. people through through that you know, the message of this book, which again is your words, but not your message right like yeah, right. god's you just right? point them to the yeah. to the book yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah. and um but it's um it's uh i'm one of the things that i was really adamant when i got it published i said it god spoke to my heart he said it can't be over 20 dollars. he said it's got to be where people who yeah. are struggling yeah can obtain it so and you know the publisher was like well i think you know this book with the colors and design probably 29.90 i said no brother yeah it's got to be below 20 yeah i no. can't i can't do it with a, my heart it's not about getting rich selling millions of books it's right. about getting the message right so that people who need the tool will know what to do and uh, Joey, you can flash that book to that camera across right there just so people can see. Yep, there you go. That's what it looks like. Uh, it's got Troy's name right there on the front. So uh, try out of overcoming if you're uh, inclined to read through it. I know Brandon's been commenting a bunch. He's he's loving it, man. Uh, he said it's helped him out. Look, here, right here, Troy. Uh, he said, let's, let's flash it here. He said, Troy, and y- y'all have helped me uh, just by tuning in. Thanks, y'all. I got to read this book now. Thank y'all so much. Brandon, I'm glad – uh, that it touched you in that way, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, everybody, you know, in, in today's age, we mentioned it, and especially being a man, it's kind of hard to, to have these conversations. Yeah, it's it kind of hard to admit that maybe you're struggling with anything, addiction, yeah. or even just spirituality or depression yeah, yeah. or whatever. So I'm glad you wrote that book. It's a tool, yeah, yeah. like you said, right? Yeah, it's, a it's, a it's a tool. It's a tool. Uh, it's a to tool. help you out. There's a thousand tools out there, but I think it sounds to me like, Troy, yeah. just from what we've covered, 
uh, that, that you've you've made an, a, a good one. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Tell us again where we can pick it up at. So it's available on Books a Million, Amazon, and Barnes and Nobles. Right. And Is there anywhere local we can grab it if we want to do that? Or no, we got to order through you. Yeah, yeah. and I've got a couple yeah. book signings coming up. Then and then uh, where at? Tell the people. So, that was my, that was so my next one. One of them is uh, at the Satsuma Library. It's gonna be. Let me see here. Just a second. Now, I'll, hold on just a second. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, pull it up. But um, and um, let's see. Here's the one at um Page and Palette. But see, um. So there's the one at the uh, Satsuma Library. Okay. And, All right. I'll send it to you. Yeah, August yeah. 8th. August 5 8th 30. at 530. Yep. So and just before, Google Satsuma Library. Yeah, and right? it's on their Facebook, too. And then this one is uh, August 5th at Page and Pilot in Fairhope. It's in Fairhope. Okay. okay. And at um, the at the um, library, I'm going to sit down like this and, and just talk about the book. Right. And uh, at Page and Pilot, it's a big bookstore so it's just going to be like a signing yeah but if anybody has any questions or anyone wants to talk about it i'm free i'm available i'm gonna be there from one to three and uh and and i'd love to help people and uh yeah and 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 pray with them if they you know if they have something that they're um and and i i you objective i'd like to have a prayer that god would bless y'all is that okay absolutely we need all the prayers we can have yeah yeah Yeah. so let's let's just go go to Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for Jared and Joey. We just ask you to bless this uh, podcast, this ministry. Did it just help people, God? That's what you called us to do, and that's what they do. They help people in all ways. And we lift up this guy, Brandon. We ask you to help him with what he's going through. And, Father, help all that are listening that need your presence. That's including us, God, to bless us. Keep us safe. Lead us and guide us in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Troy, I knew it was going to be a good one, man. I appreciate it. You yes, know, we I cover a lot it. of topics on the show from politics, you know, outdoor stuff, uh, charter boat captains. I know this is in the wheelhouse of our of our audience. Uh, I know that's probably a little unexpected for for them, like <laughs> listening on this. Like, I didn't think they were going to go there with it, but yeah. we did. We liked it. It's a part of our life. Uh, I'm not perfect. Joey's not perfect. Not at all. Uh, we'll probably do not perfect things on, on None episodes of us down the road. None of us but, are. But you know, this is important. I think it's important in today's age. And uh, you've been a great guy ever since I met you, and I was I'm super proud that you got this book out and all the accomplishments that you have, man. I genuinely mean that. And uh, you just keep doing you, man. We need more people like you in this world. That's right. Yeah. Sure. I make mistakes too, and right. I, but I admit them. And I, you know, I appreciate y'all having me on here, and I appreciate everybody supporting the book. And I, I just want to tell everybody thank you, and uh, and just like I say, just read it as a tool. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and know that when you're going through a hard time, God knows, and He's there. Yeah. Well. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thanks to everybody for yep. watching on the live, the replays, and the podcast world. Uh, we appreciate it. We got a couple more lined up, ready to go. Who yep. we got coming up next, Joe? We got some uh, politicians coming yeah, in. Yeah, we got some sheriffs coming in. We got some politicians coming in. Yeah, so the, uh, the primaries are coming up in August, I think the 5th, if I remember correctly. We got the Neptune guys coming back on for the uh, – uh, poker runs so. yep 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 and then the uh then the elections will be in november so we're going to try to hit the politics pretty hard for the next couple months uh we got our snapper 200- season's closed anyways yeah tomorrow we got our uh, 200th episode coming up so that one will probably be off the rails a little bit <laughs> it might be a little yeah well, it's gonna be a fun one but everything y'all do is just helping people in this some way they're that, getting information out there yeah you let yeah, them know yeah. so promoting god's god's yeah. country yeah, through I mean, the gulf of mexico which yeah, is right. my happy because place, if so. people don't know in in the world we live in they can be led astray right and so bringing things to light is just another way of sharing the truth there right. you go man yeah all right everybody we'll see y'all uh we'll Thank see you on the next one later
Thanks so much for checking out the podcast. We really appreciate it. We're excited to announce that we just launched our very own Brownwater Banter app. That's right. It's free to download in the App Store or on Google Play. Whether you're an iPhone user or an Android user, it doesn't matter. It's free. Download it now. Stay connected with the Brownwater universe. Inside the app, we have links to the Tales and Scales login, the marine forecast from NOAA, tides and currents, radar, a list of all the bait shops here on the Gulf Coast, Everything you could need for a day out on the water, having fun. We've also got all the Brownwater social links right inside the app, connections to our merch shop. And if that wasn't enough, we've also built inside of it a country radio station. That's right. So you can listen on the go. I'm sure it'll evolve over time. Right now we're calling it Brownwater Radio Music for the Outdoors. So download it now, check it out, and we hope you dig it. Water banter.